Hey everyone, welcome to Snarf Talk with Chris and Jerry. And this is our podcast where we give you a behind the scenes look as we create a comic book. We're going to talk about TV, movies, comic books, and hopefully have a lot of guests, other writers, creators, and friends. Um, check us out at snarfcomics.com. You can check out our blog and follow along with everything we got going on. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Snarf Comics. And please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Enjoy the episode. Hey there, Snarf Talkers. We are adequately social distance, and we are here for your ear pleasures. COVID Watch 2020. It's bad. <laughs> it is infiltrating our lives. Yeah, we're, we're one week into a, a shutdown. Yeah, a whole, uh, what, what was it? like? A stay at home order. Stay at home order. That's what it was. And I don't think I've done a good job of that. Of staying at home? No, I go to work every day. So <laughs> I don't go anywhere else, though. I mean, which we can't. Um, although I did go to the gas station today, but they had red tape set up inside there to keep people at six feet away. Yeah. The lady had gloves on. I set the stuff on the counter in the gas station. And they, before that, they stepped back. Yeah. And I stepped this. forward, put it down. It was. Uh, I haven't been anywhere other than um, to pick up food, like from drive throughs. That's the only place I've, or from restaurants. Have you done any uh, grocery pickups? Uh, it's like impossible to get grocery pickups right now. So. I know. So we texted, Amy and I texted a friend or like a bunch of friends to see if they had any grocery pickups. And one of them did. We're like, can we add food to your order? And they're like, yeah, fine. So then I Venmoed them money and they picked up the food for us. And oh, then Amy, you're after such a work, millennial. it worked so well. <laughs> It was awesome. Venmoing money for your you Walmart know, pickups. You know, and you know what all of this stuff was for? Is for me to uh, brine my own corned beef. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, an essential. It is. So I have this huge beef brisket mm-hmm. that I thought, man, I didn't get to have corned beef on St. Patty's Day. I'm going to make my own. So I looked up all the ingredients to brine it, and I put it on our own Walmart grocery pickup, and then I realized we can't pick up any food because it's all booked up so that's when we started asking people and it's very unessential things like uh juniper berries and (laughs) allspice berries and things like that to make a brine it's like pickling spices basically is what i got and i got it and i'm brining corned beef as as we we speak. speak wow and apparently Alton Brown, if anybody knows Alton Brown, he's from... I mean, I know him a little bit. We're friendly socially. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Seedentop, one of our followers, listeners, uh, saw him in a restaurant in South Carolina. Yeah, South Carolina. Um, they were like sitting apart from Did each other. Did he attack him? He took secret pictures of him oh. and sent those pictures to me saying like, I'm eating lunch and drinking next to Alton Brown. Yeah. Which was pretty amazing. I saw, um, I sat right next to Gordon Ramsay. No, you didn't. Well, I went to Gordon Ramsay's restaurant. Uh, right. Okay. <laughs> yes. There I was have a also... picture of him. <laughs> okay. I've also been to a Gordon Ramsay restaurant. And it was like Vegas. one of his like burger bar restaurants. Yeah. Bur- Gordon Ramsay burger. Yeah. Something in like that. In Vegas. Burger. Burger. 
<laughs> that's a weird word. It was okay. It wasn't anything spe- spectacular. That's how I felt as well. So we're like a week into this shutdown, and I think I'm going to go crazy from all the people just literally complaining nonstop about like having to be at home. I'm just like, just get over it. Well, here's the thing. Is it that miserable being in your house? Honestly, all I want to do is stay home. <laughs> Me too. I'm like, <laughs> this is great, dude. I get, I get that. I, I completely understand that some people are going without pay. That's a huge issue. I'm not talking about those people. I'm very sympathetic to that because I am fortunate enough and my wife are fortunate enough to continue to get a paycheck. I think a lot of people too. I think most people. A lot of people are getting it, but some people aren't. And a lot of like uh, people that, you know, waitresses and those type of people like are not getting paid because their jobs have been completely shut down. Yeah. I sympathize with that. I understand that's a huge uh, problem, but... I also like staying home. Yeah. And I also like watching TV and doing things around home. The biggest problem is there are, I've done a lot of projects recently around the house that I've wanted to do for a while, but I also can't go to the store really and get like all the things I need. You could go to Menards if you had to. I have. I did go to Menards once, um, but that place... Like you said on the last podcast, it's, it's, is it's, a bustle. Yeah, it's a zoo, man. <laughs> it is crazy all the time. I pulled into that parking lot and there were so many vehicles there. I was like, holy crap. Like, what is everyone doing at this exact location? And then I realized the exact same thing Mostly I'm doing. Mostly just at walking this. around. Yeah. A lot of people are just walking around. Tons of people with. So I've always made fun, not really made fun of, but thought it was funny when I watched the news and saw a lot of uh, like Asian countries wearing masks. You always see that a lot on the news where in these countries like China and Japan and uh, wherever else, they're like always wearing masks like on the trains and like in public. Mostly for like pollution. But yes, it's mostly for pollution. But I've always thought like, that's kind of strange. Like I would never see anybody wear masks. It's all over now. Really? Which, I, I haven't literally haven't been anywhere, so I don't know. Oh, man. So many people are wearing masks and gloves all the time. And I don't blame you for that. I no. just never thought I would see it Yeah. in the United States. And me, myself, I have not worn a mask. I have not worn gloves. I do use hand sanitizer and wash my hands. I try not to put them in my mouth, but I like to suck my thumb regularly. Yeah. You know, I have, if you, uh, like the best thing I've watched, and I, I posted it on my Facebook wall. And it was like this, uh, it's like an hour long total, but it's this uh, ER doctor from New York that's like in the biggest hospital in New York that's dealing with all this right now. Yeah, New York's it's like bad. a sit down Q&A where he talks about everything about it. It is hands down the best thing I've watched because first of all. Is it an older older gentleman? No, he's younger. Oh. First of all, it like clears thing. up a lot of like, and granted, this is a one doctor like everybody needs to understand lots of other doctors have probably have other opinions. Sure. This is a doctor that's dealing with, Oh, and he's an ER doctor in the biggest hospital in New York. He probably knows what he's talking about because they've reached their peak. Yeah. Like right now of cases. Um, and it was interesting because you got a lot of good information without the fear mongering. Mm-hmm. So it actually, it kind of puts you to ease on a lot of the stuff about the whole thing, but not in a way that, um, that was weird. That yeah. flickered. It kind of puts you at ease in a way, but at the same time, not without like making you 
not pay attention to the actual problems. But his whole thing was like, you know, obviously stay home if you right. can. But his whole thing was like, it's you can go out. He actually said that. He's like, you can go out. You can go out to the store. Um, if you have to go out to the store, he's like, just don't touch. Anytime you touch anything, hand sanitize your hands and don't touch your face. Just like make sure not to touch your face. I know. That's it. That's like the main thing. He's like, if you don't touch your face, you won't get sick. That's what he said. He's like, I work in the hospital dealing with these patients all day long. If I don't touch my face, I will not get sick. Isn't that crazy? And he's like, you have to have, even at six foot, they talk about six foot. Yeah. You have to have like 30 minutes of sustained contact with an infected person. But the other thing that, um, and this is just according to this guy. So, I mean, don't, don't quote it, but. I, I thought it seemed legitimate. He was talking about, um, yes, you can transmit it before you have symptoms or before you have any of that. Yeah. But not as effectively. Like, you can really transmit it the most when you have a fever. And, like, in the days following having that fever. So, like, if you stay home isolated, if you have a fever for any reason, that alone would probably reduce the healthcare system's burden. Right. Enough. So a big thing right now, too, is that um, so every hospital puts out their own, um, you know, standards of what you have to wear for PPE handling these things. But then the CDC has a standard of what you need to wear as well. And they came out with something that said you don't have to wear a face mask around any of those patients, anybody that has this disease. You don't have to wear a face mask unless you're intubating them or doing some sort of procedure directly on them but to be in the room you don't have to wear that you they said you should wear a face shield and a gown yeah. obviously and gloves but uh, you don't need a face mask so unless you're intubating them that's when or again like physically touching them or have anything that could splatter on you you wear the splatter protection and the face mask yeah but just to be in the room you don't have to wear that. But this is like new information even from like a couple of weeks ago when right. they thought like this is airborne. And this guy's like, it's not airborne. It's really not any different than it's the It's a flu. creepy crawly. Um, it doesn't crawl. <laughs> it does. It like it can physically crawl if you touch your face. It's so slow. It crawls so <laughs> slow. Um, but one thing that I thought was interesting about this guy, he's like, I would recommend everybody if you leave your house to wear a mask. And the big thing on Facebook right now is like to chastise people that are healthy that are wearing masks really like if you I guess i haven't noticed like that. if people say they wore a mask or they take a picture and they're wearing a mask like it's a huge pile up of people in the comments that are like healthy people don't need to wear masks healthcare workers need those masks and and this guy even said he's oh, like oh i see what you mean and this guy's like yeah don't you don't have to wear he would he said i would recommend wearing a mask just not a like a, n95 N9, yeah whatever mm-hmm. like uh, a medical mask he's like but wear a mask because something to keep a cough off people it's not even for that it's it's a psychological thing if you wear a mask you're less likely to touch your face is what he said that makes sense but i've heard the opposite i've heard people saying that if you wear a mask you're more likely to touch your face so i don't know what's actually true but i know this doctor er doctor said and i'm not doing it i'm just saying no here's (laughs) what you should do though is absolutely wear a mask now for at least two days and see if you touch your face more yeah and then come back. But I assume week. that means like a, a dust a dust mask would be fine, or like a even like a scarf or you even have a said bunch that. laying around. Not anymore. Oh, I have a box it, like sitting in my truck right now. But yeah. it's got that. It's an N95 mask, but it's got that little flapper valve. Reaper valve, valve, yeah. 
that can't be good. Yeah, it's for exhaling out. I understand that, but they get loose. There's no no way that keeps I had you out a, of virus. I had some uh, for painting and stuff in my uh, my garage, but my wife apparently stole them and took them to the hospital. Did she donate them? She donated them, nice. and then uh, but then the next day, like Morris Hospital put out a whole thing. Well, I told her she she told me she donated them. Like today <laughs> on Morris Hospital, they had a big thing that say, said like we don't need masks. And then they like burnt them in the in the driveway. No, they, they said feel free to donate them, but just know the only reason we're putting out the donation box is because people keep asking if they can donate. Oh no, kidding! Now there might be a time when they do need them, but right, right now they said they don't. I'm they took them, so yeah. that's good. And I'm like, I told her, I'm like, you know how much those masks cost, right? Right, because they're ridiculously expensive. They really are, and right now I guarantee you they're even more expensive yeah for like the painting n95 masks or whatever they're like five bucks per mask basically they're crazy expensive at work i just have cintas deliver them to us yeah and then you just shout out to cintas stuff them in your backpack and hey cintas we're out of masks again (laughs) sometimes for fall harvest i usually have masks around pretty easily anyway that's enough talk about that well anyway yes stay home uh, I put it on the podcast that we released last Friday. Um, if you can stay home, you know, don't go. I'm out. not. I'm not about making proclamations to people. I, I would say do whatever you want. This is no, you live in a free country. No, I would say listen to your government right now. I never and said stay home. They, I said do what you want. If you would like to listen to your government and the recommendations of health professionals, that's what you're saying. You yes. should do that. And that's I'm saying. You should absolutely listen to healthcare professionals and the government and stay home. But now you're putting in a position where people need to do what you're saying. No, I'm not. I'm saying you should listen no, to no. those people because they are correct. I, I understand what you're saying. But then now you're becoming the source of telling people what to do. No, I'm not. Yeah. You're, te- you're saying you need to listen to these people. I said you should. I'm not. I'm not about giving my. Uh, Isn't that what I just? I'm said? not. I'm not going to give. He, you can. Jerry can positive. be an authoritarian dictator to all your people's lives. I'm going but to. But to my listening audience, from me, here's from me to you. Um, just so you know, the health, the CDC, and all the the scientists and doctors are advising us to stay mm-hmm. home. They are all of them. I'm and choosing you to adhere to, that. to those people. I'm choosing to do that. You know, you choose what you want to do based on. Um, what you think is the right thing to do because I'm not about telling people what to do with their lives. You can choose to do whatever you want. I suggest listening to all of those people and staying home because it's the best for all of us. Yeah. Flatten the curve, Chris. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying I don't think that's a good thing to do. I think you need to start flattening the curve. I just don't think I'm in a position to be giving my opinion on the matter. I think you're just above everyone else and want to do whatever you want. No, you that's just, you. Like, you're go above. around you're, you're and giving do them whatever edicts. you want. No, you're, you're dictating to them. And you're out infecting people. I'm not going anywhere. I'm positive you're full of COVID. I haven't gone anywhere except for my house, this office, which nobody works in. Well, as of right now. And to two different places to pick up food. Mm-hmm. Outside. Did you wash your hands and touch your face? I wash my hands all the time. And I use hand sanitizer. I carry a bottle with me. My kids call it Hanitizer. Hanitizer. And I think it's the best. I like it. Anyways, yes, listen to me. Stay home. You know, listen to your heart. (laughs) Listen to your heart. Snarf talk. 
or no snarf madness yes guys it is time for the madness we have the third round fourth round is it the third third it's the third round and i just realized i forgot to score mine so i'm just gonna do it on the fly okay so it's third round coming at you um we also scored round one and round two do we want to talk about oh that? yeah we did we did we got some scoring updates based on the first two rounds of well, the you got madness it all, you got it all written down there you can say mine and yours no i mean i'm just gonna say mine oh, okay i didn't i didn't add up yours oh all right are we doing what are we doing top two well top i'm just three? i'm just to say in the first round um i'm just gonna give you like a first round update a second round update and then like an overall okay who's winning on my side yes sir in my first round um, it was pretty close, but my number one was Ian. Ian got the most with 26 points, 26 out of 32, right? Something yeah. like that. Um, he had 26? 26. Close behind wow. uh, was uh, my wife, Marley. and um, Of course. You know, mm. the, the pack was pretty spread out. Coming mm. in at the end, as always, is um, Heather. Heather, come on. Uh, round two, my big winner, um, which was also pretty close, but my big winner on that one was Ian as well. Ian won my first and second round. Um, my number two was a tie between Erica and Kerg. Okay. Um, overall, so right now, out of two rounds of scoring, uh, for me, it's uh, Ian is way out, way out front. Really? Way out front. And bringing up the rear, um, but not by too far, is uh, Nolan in my uh, first two rounds. Okay. Um, So, first round for me, uh, I have a tie at the moment in first round, which is between Erica, Miss Fry. She's a big-time listener, uh, first-time caller. And Alex... He is a first-time listener, multi-time guest. Yeah, Alex, um, on mine too, is he? He was pretty close on both. Of Erica those. and Alex both scored a twenty-five. That was the highest in my first round. Uh, they are tied in the first round. Um, after that, the closest was a let's see, a twenty-three by uh, Kerg Blaze and uh, Mister Keith Pfeiffer. Uh, they were both 23 points in my first round. So that was a tie for first and tie for second in the first round. Round two, um, I have a clear, clear winner. And that is, again, Efry. Ooh. She really hit the nail on the head with 28 points there. Wow. That's a big-time score. Ian had 28 in my second round, too. So Erica wins that one. Second place in round two is Alex. He okay. had a solid 26. But overall, my scores are all really pretty close. Um, the only, yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Too. Nolan is not in. I, I got that wrong. Far, far in the back of the pack on mine. Uh, total for between one and two is Keith. Really? Yeah, he's okay. not, not even close. Um, sorry, Nolan. I didn't mean to. Um, actually, well, everybody, you, everybody else is kind of like Ian's way at the top. Keith is way at the bottom, and everybody else is kind of just in the, what I like to call the big middle. The big middle is a real thing in this contest because yeah. the every round gets progressively more points. So from the next two rounds is where we're going to really separate I mean, really, the wheat, a wheat from, from the, the chaff, chaff, as you say. Yeah, the milk from the Holstein, as we like to call it around here. 
Yeah, I've never heard anybody say that, but yeah. <laughs> I've never, never, I just said it now. Um, but uh, yeah, so Keith isn't doing too well for me, but um, Nolan, my man, it's not good for him on my on my bracket. He's he's struggling, but you you know you got a few more rounds left. Man. Oh yeah, we got plenty of time. You could uh, you could make a big time increase. You know what's funny him. on mine? Uh, Marley had a real shot at, at like domination. I really thought she would. She picked some wild ones, man. What was she? She doing? picked uh, Nick Fury over Spider Man. Were what was she? Did she throw darts at she, this thing? She picked Iron Fist over Captain America. Iron Fist. What? She did this all off the ne- Netflix who? show. Who? What? Who? Who? What? Where? Um. Anyway, so we'll get into right now. We're gonna do our. Um. Is this the Sweet Sixteen? Yeah. No, Elite Eight. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, we are picking the Elite Eight. We are in the Sweet Sixteen. Correct. Jerry. But we're picking the Elite Eight. Yes. So, um, with no further ado, that's a scoring update. Um, leaders so far for my bracket, Ian. For Jerry's bracket is Erica. It, you know, real quick, what I gotta say is when I looked at Erica's bracket originally, um. I really thought she was gunning for you. Yeah, yeah, she's close though. She's only she is. Um, she's on the cusp. She's only five points behind. Ian. She's on the cusp of she, Chris's. She's in second place in my championship. Um, oh, actually, she's not tied for second place. She's straight up in second place. Alex is straight up in second place for me. And overall, Al- it's and Eri- Erica, Alex, Alex and Kirk are tied in third place, but they're all very close. So. Yeah, overall, I got... Literally one pick in a later round can separate them. Erica is first. Alex is second. Uh, Blaze And Alex is, is a returning champion, so... He is. We'll see. Oh. All right, so we're going to get started here on the Sweet 16 Snarf Madness 2020. 20. I'm Joe Buck. No. <laughs> oh. It's the best thing about COVID nineteen. Yeah, Joe Buck is no, non-existent. No Joe Buck on TV. He's healthy. Good they were for him. replaying tonight. They were replaying uh, that Kerry Wood Cubs uh, strikeout record. Yeah, game. well, I don't care. You know what they did yesterday? They played the two thousand five World. They started at Game One yeah, of the World Series White Sox. I was going to watch it. Um, I couldn't figure out what channel to watch it on, so I gave up. Yeah, I didn't watch any of it, and I'm a huge White Sox. Was fan. it on ESPN or something? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. And MLB TV. MLB T what? V. V. Oh, that one. All right, here we go. We're going to go straight up on the East bracket. On the top left, we're going with, for my bracket, it is Daredevil mm-hmm. versus the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And for yours, it is? Daredevil versus the Flash. Ooh. Um, guys, now we're getting a little trickier for me. I'm a big fan of both Daredevil and Winter Soldier. I'm a big reader of the books. I collect both the comics. I have forever. But let's get real here. It's Daredevil coming home into the Elite Eight. It's Daredevil time. I have to say, this was the most difficult decision out of the entire round for me. Really? By far. Well, you're not as big of a Daredevil fan as I am. Not not as you. Actually, I would think, if if I had to guess, I I think you're going to pick Daredevil. But I'm surprised. I hadn't really thought about it, but you are kind of a Flash fan. I am a Flash fan. I'm a big-time Flash fan. And I became a big-time Daredevil fan, you know, later on in the Daredevil world, I guess. Uh, So it got really hard for me. But 
it hurt. Gosh, it hurt. I picked these at home right before I came over here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I saved it for last. I completely skipped over it because we always start in the top left. I saw that and I was like, nope, not doing that right now. And I went down the rest of the list, made my picks, and then I came back at it and stared at it for a while. And I ended up coming to Daredevil as, All right. as the winner over Flash because I enjoy everything the Flash has done. All of the story has had so many ramifications down the line and what he's done, but Daredevil just is so gritty and dirty and terrible for him all the time. I love it. And uh, it's just better story, I guess, in my in my mind. So I picked Daredevil. Wow. Yeah, that's a that's a hard that was a hard one. That's a, that's a tough one. I don't know if I'm a hundred percent on that, so let's go to the next. Well, I'm a hundred percent on my pick of Daredevil. So, um, yeah, for me, like I said, it's Daredevil's such a good character. Oh, and such an underrated so character, really. And if it wasn't for the TV show, he'd be real underrated. Absolutely, nobody would really even know him. Like the people that we hang around with, or anybody we talk to. Wouldn't even be speaking about Daredevil if he wasn't a Netflix show. Weren't you telling me that they are? He's going to be in the next Spider-Man movie. That's the talk. That's the rumor. They put out a rumor that that Daredevil's going to be in Spider-Man three. So I've been watching. The other day, it popped up on my phone. Spider-Man three teaser trailer. Um, what? And I didn't get a chance to watch it then, and I I just went back tonight. I'm like, oh my god, I forgot about. It's got to be like fan made. It was. It was fake. It yeah. basically had Venom and from the Venom movie. I mean, it makes sense though that all of that would be they brought in woven Vulture together again. And they had well, again, that is the talk that Vulture is yeah. going to be involved. But they had Green Goblin. Wait a minute, where did they get that footage? Maybe it was real. <laughs> Wait, was it a different Green Goblin than yes? We'll have to look that up. We're going to look it up. You need to quit bringing false information and sketchy information onto this podcast because we are 100% on this show. Well, I said, I don't know. Next matchup. (laughs) Um, And I'm picking on the fly here, just so you guys don't remember. But my matchup here in the Sweet 16 is Spider-Man and Iron Man. Mine is the same, Spider-Man and Iron Man. He's in a proverbial pod. Yeah, big pod. Kind of. Big old sack of a pod. (laughs) Those two and it's are. really funny because I literally just got done watching uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, did you? Before I came over here with the kids. I need to watch Spider-Man Such Far From Home movie. with Amy. Um, man, I forgot how good that movie is. It's really, really good. It's very, yes, it's very good. Um, again, though, uh, if you know me, if you know me. You know me. I got to go with the Spider-Man, one of my favorite characters. Putting together an Elite Eight matchup that is going to be... Real difficult. Real hard. Really hard. <laughs> uh, for me, anyway. I don't think maybe for you, but um, I don't know. I'm going with uh, Spider-Man here for sure. Okay. So I also had Spider-Man versus Iron Man. Um, at first, I thought it was going to be difficult, but the more I looked at it um, and the more I read of that whole Chip Zdarsky run of Spider-Man. Have you ever read that? No. just um, the, the fir- No, I, I did read the first uh, two. It was, it's like through the years. Yeah. You know, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. So good. And the art in that is amazing. But uh, after you first mentioned it, I, I read the ones that were out at that time, but there was only like one or two out. Yeah. There wasn't, they were doing it every other month or something yeah. like that. Um, it's very, very good. 
uh, I I ended up going with Spider Man as well over Iron Man because, I mean, yeah, the story's just so much better. Iron Man is just prevalent to any of us because of the movies. Yeah, you know, there's nothing there basing. There it. is not nearly the depth and breadth of storytelling Correct. with Iron Man that there has been with Spider Man. Spider Man as a character has been not only done everything that you can do with a story. Also, like there has been so much Spider-Man that there is legitimately completely different iterations of Spider-Man with different characters, different yeah. people. There's a whole Spider-Verse um, in the comics and in the in the movies, obviously. Now, um, it is a huge universe. It is, in fact, almost a standalone universe from the Marvel universe. Yeah, the Spider-Man universe is almost it, its own entire entity. Um, it's their biggest character by far. The other uh, great thing about Spider-Man that I've recently run into is Jet, my two-year-old son, is literally obsessed with Spider-Man. Really? And it's the greatest thing ever. I'm sure you're happy about it. <laughs> he, today, uh, was wanting, because all he wants to watch is Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. And he just got, we just got him Spider-Man bedsheets. Anyway, um, but he won't watch like the the little kids Spider-Man cartoon. They have one called like a Marvel Adventure Team or whatever it's okay. called. Um, he only will watch the 1990s animated Spider-Man. That's fine. Which is like 90% just people talking. It is. <laughs> it's not very good. I don't think. Oh, it's, I love it. I don't I mean, think it's I very good. I absolutely love it. But I think it's the worst probably that he could have ever watched. It's not very action packed. <laughs> it's like yeah. a lot of posturing and like villains explaining their plans to other villains <laughs> and like Kingpin <laughs> overlording over things. Yeah. It's a very, uh, mature show for a children's animated series when i go back and watch some of these 90s shows a lot of them are same with x-men 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 the exa- both of them are exactly the same they're basically the same show and they're uh significantly different than batman the animated series so the so batman the animated series which was a much more action yes. oriented show much better way better put together just all over a better cartoon um yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, it was it was more cinematic in scope, but also it they're just different. They're very different. Like the sty- X Men and Spider Man are more story based. They're literally like comic books. Yeah. Um, the Batman an- animated series is less like a comic book and more like a feature. Yeah, more like an actual show. Like yeah. more like an actual animated show. The I think it was because even the way that Spider-Man and X-Men are animated, it's almost like in standstill frames. That's what I was just going to say. The animation alone is completely different. And it, and to be honest, like Batman, the animated series was like way beyond its time on the way they animated the show. It was completely different than what other people were doing. And that's what made it like stand out from everyone else. Because at the time, everything was like X-Men, G.I. Joe, um, Spider-Man, like all of those cartoons that were out at the time were the same thing. Yeah. They animated everything the same way. The story was the same way. And that's what you got, which we all loved. I freaking loved the X-Men show. Well, I just like that and Spider-Man, how, how deep they got into like deep, 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 complicated storylines. So I was playing X-Men for the boys the other day and I sent you that picture and they loved it, but, and they call it like, they want to watch that Cyclops show. They said, yeah. let's see that Cyclops show. I was like, it's X-Men. Start 
please start calling it X-Men. You know, like I literally sat them all down and I was like, this is the Listen, guys, X-Men. Cyclops sucks. He's the worst. <laughs> yes, like, we don't, don't call it that. I don't. If you've been following along with Snarf Madness, you can see that I didn't pick Cyclops to win anything. I don't like Cyclops. I don't. And I told them that. I was like, quit calling it Cyclops show. If you want to call it Wolverine show, I'd be happy with that. But he shoots lasers from his eyes, bud. I don't care. I don't care. So does Superman. You know? That's true. And nobody comments on that. Anywho. Uh, they started watching it, though, and they really like it. So I'm happy about that. But then I noticed in the show that it was talking about things and it was handling like issues that were way beyond what these like seven, five, and three year olds could really. Yeah. Like contemplate. Yeah. Con- like have in their brains. It's because they're. Like straight up based off comic book storylines. Yeah. I just, I was like, holy crap. I enjoyed this as a child because I'm having a hard time following them right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I got they deep into it when I was a kid. Yeah. They were like soap operas. They really are like soap operas. The Spider-Man is definitely yeah. like a soap opera. It's like, let me get my shows. Batman me... was more like. Um, Saturday morning fun. cartoons, man. We had like a binge of Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. And that was part of it on Fox. All right, we're going up to the next one. This the West bracket picking the Elite Eight. I got Doctor Strange versus Captain America. That's exactly what I have. Okay, and I'm picking this on the fly. This is a very this is a hard one. Hard one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go against type here, and I think I'm gonna go with Doctor Strange. Okay. Yeah. I'm going Go with ahead. Doctor Strange. You are. Yeah. You know, I've been I've been a fan of Captain America ever since I was a kid. I've been reading Captain America comics, but he's never been he's always just kind of been a kind of a vanilla character to me. There's nothing particular that always like stands out. Uh he's just always like a do the right thing, like always the proverbial I mean, boy scout. Wouldn't you want to be the guy that does the right thing? No. You don't? No, I like I'm more of a fan of the anti hero or um, the you know, the smart ass hero. So, you know, I it's not that I don't love the character, and I think it the character uh, Captain America has evolved dramatically since um the MCU. Oh yeah. Right. So if oh, this yeah. was a before MCU, it wouldn't even be a question to me. Uh, post MCU, it becomes much harder, and that's straight up because they gave that character the most interesting things that have been done with that character in a long time. Um, and I was a huge fan of the Civil War run uh, of the comics in the mid two thousands, and that's I I feel like that's when they really started giving Captain America some interest because again he wasn't just this plain Jane vanilla character anymore. Now he's a vigilante, right? Now he's a freedom fighter. Uh, versus the United States government. And that started making the character interesting, and they took that all the way through the movies, and that's exactly what they did with the movies. Um, they went to Winter Soldier, and that's where the break yeah. happened. Um, so, I mean, it's a great character, but to me, uh, Doctor Strange has always been more interesting. I've probably read a lot more Captain America in my life, but Doctor Strange has always been more interesting because, I mean, he's a freaking sorcerer, man. He's a sorcerer supreme. It's interesting character. He casts spells. He has magic. He has 
it's just a it's a wildly imaginative character and i think that's why i ultimately have to give it up to him plus they've done great things with him in the movies too with benedict cumberbatch to be honest i agree with you but i ended up picking captain america i mean i'm not surprised i figured you would an army boy and all. I know. And and honestly, I 100% feel like that's why I picked it. I yeah. don't feel like it's based on anything other than that. Yeah. I just love the whole soldier thing. <sighs> but the way you talk about Doctor Strange, it makes me want to take back my pick, but I can't. I, I do love Captain America. I have read way more Captain America than I have Doctor Strange. To be honest, I started reading more Doctor Strange when the movies came out, or the movie came out. If you read to the old Doctor Strange, it's but, not it's not that great. But either is old Captain America. No, so. and I mean to be honest, but the newer if you go stuff, back, I mean, if you go back to any of the like Golden Age and Silver Age 60s, stuff, seventies, no, a lot of people aren't going to enjoy that writing and art. To be like. Of any of them, even the best stuff. Yeah, everybody looks at as kind of like, okay. To yes. me, you really got to get into the '80s when stuff started to change. Right. It and it Frank did. Miller, it changed Alan a lot. Moore, you know, these um, these people came out in the industry. But if we're if we're basing it off of like really good story, I feel like Captain America has that story. I know he is. It's classic. I mean, he's it's a pretty vanilla, story. like you said, but it is classic story. But once the Winter Soldier came along, it it added so much more depth to his Absolutely. character. But for th- me, that's it. I mean, that's really it for that character because but, other than the comic run in the mid two thousands, but they what did the else same does thing. Doctor Strange have? I mean, he does, he just, is like Sorcerer Supreme, and I get that. Like, I love the Sorcerer. It's stuff. just a war, it's the, a world building thing. I like world building, right? Yeah, and it, he there's a universe created around that character. That that character uh, belongs in, and everything around him belongs in. But, and Captain America is, I mean, honestly, just kind of, in a way, bland. But everything is based around Captain America for Avengers, like everything. For the MCU. Well, you mean the Avengers, like in general? In general, yes. yeah. He's been a he's been a leader. He's been a very crucial part to all of that starting. Yeah, but Doctor Strange has been a leader of the Avengers, too. So has Iron Man. Um, Yeah, a leader. I'm not saying like a leader. I'm saying he's been a very crucial part to every iteration of that. Yeah, I mean, Captain America has been a crucial part of comic books. For much longer than Doctor Strange, a long and time. I like him better. But he is and a he is bland, by far character. my winner. Um, fine, agree to agree that they're both great, but we pick differently. Then. And that's why we have two different brackets. This next one is a doozy, folks. I got Swamp Thing versus Deadpool. Yes, I also have Swamp Thing versus Deadpool. Yeah, this is a brutal pick for me um it would be i have no idea what you would pick can i just say mine real quick yeah go ahead because i know what you're picking by far swamp thing yeah i will pick swamp thing way before deadpool the only reason deadpool is even up against swamp thing is because he was against harley quinn before that and that's a stupid pick yeah um 
so Swamp Thing has way better story. He's basically like omnipotent. Like he is the like everything to me. Yeah. So Swamp Thing. So obviously. this isn't as easy for me. The um, green. Yeah, I love, green. I love, 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 love Swamp Thing. There's no doubt about it. But it's relatively new. You know, I haven't been a Swamp yeah. Thing fan for a long time. I didn't know a ton about the character for as long as I have Deadpool, probably. Um, Deadpool also hasn't been around nearly as long as Swamp Thing, not even close. Um, Deadpool came around in the early 90s. Swamp Thing's been around since the late 70s. Um, Deadpool is a joke. Yes. Right? It is uh, a joke of a character. It's comedy. Is what it is. Yeah, and that's not downplaying anything. No, like it's that's done that's the well, way he's but written. that's what it is. It's comedy. Um, and I have always just, for some reason, loved that character. The snark, the comedy, the adult um, humor of it all. Um, Swamp Thing also, you know, has had unbelievable stories. Uh, I don't even know. I don't know what to do here. Uh, honestly, there's been no uh, real. Yeah, you're picking on the fly. Real uh, iterations of <laughs> Swamp Thing that have been, in my opinion, very good in movies or television, um, for the most part. Other than that, that DC animated movie was pretty good. That had him in it. Uh, Deadpool has had fantastic iterations in both yes. animation and in uh, movies. Oh, man, I think <laughs> this is. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't think, know what you're gonna do. I don't. This is so great to watch. I think that I'm going to go. I think I'm gonna go with Deadpool. Oh my gosh, Chris! I think I'm gonna go with Deadpool based off of you know the amount of time that I've like loved that character. A and B, how great the movies have been. The Ryan Reynolds movies. How great and how entertaining they've been. But the bullcrap part of all of this is that Swamp Thing could have phenomenal movies and phenomenal TV shows. It's just that nobody's picked it up and done any of them. It isn't the only reason I'm picking it. It's because Swamp Thing so is, a, is a, an amazing character and exists but in a world. But we're talking about story, Chris. Yeah, I know. But that's what I'm getting to. So he exists in a world separate um, and has amazing stories, and you can do a lot of amazing things around that character. He is kind of like a godlike character. But Deadpool is um, its something completely different, too, where it's lighter, and it's more comedic, and it's funner. And that, they're, they're there, both there good, is no, separately. There I mean, is no humor, or, I mean, very, very minimal humor and fun in any of the Swamp Thing things. And there are, uh, Deadpool at times can get a little deeper and touch on some of the tra- the comedic value of the tragedy. Yeah. That is his existence, but, you know, for the most part, I, you know, it's so, Swamp Thing is so grim. I know. I love it. <laughs> it's so dark. The funny part about all of this is that, like, I am not that person in real life. <laughs> no, like, not I'm, at all. Like, 100% of my life is very happy like happy go lucky guy like that's me but everything i read or want to watch is like grim and dirty and doom and gloom which is so strange i think but i love that story i just love that type of story yeah i do too but ultimately i'm going with deadpool just because i can remember 
being like a younger, younger kid. I don't know. Before I was even a teenager. Yeah. And, and just, just being like obsessed with Deadpool. Just really looking for humor and light. No, I just, I, I just love that character and I don't know why. So I'm going to go with it. Guys, this is really where the bracket <clears throat> diverges. Shocking. Shocking. This, yep. is where every, this is where your scores are going to diverge because I didn't, I, I Two didn't paths think. split in the woods. Right there. I, I didn't. And I took the one less traveled, Jerry. I knew you liked Deadpool a lot. I really did. I knew it was one of your favorite characters, but I honestly didn't think you would pick him over Swamp Thing because of story. Because everything else, if you listen back to any of the other episodes, everything else was based on story yeah. and like heart and things like that. Swamp Thing has so much of that. Yeah, absolutely. And you completely turned on it. You know, because I don't want, like comedy done well, I think is more difficult. Oh, yeah. 100%. So I feel like just saying that alone is kind of disparaging towards comedic uh, performance as a whole. Yeah. Because it's just, it's easier to ascribe significance when you have an ultra dark dramatic story. Yeah. It's a lot harder to do a a lighthearted fun thing and have it carry the same emotional resonance. Um, and I think there's a lot of skill in that. And I think I, they've done a lot of interesting stuff with that character. Over I completely the years. agree with you. And then that goes into our next bracket on yeah. the South side where I have, uh, so we're talking about the South bracket now and I have spawn versus Wolverine. Mm-hmm. That right there is two relatively dark characters yeah, for in sure. a way. Spawn is very overly dark because we're literally talking about a hell spawn. And then we're talking about Wolverine who has a terrible life, you know, like as an X-Men coming up, being created, having everything happen to him, nothing good happens. But in a way, it's a little more light than what Spawn is. I mean, Spawn is... It's kind of a similar story, to be honest. Very dark, though. Yeah. It's an overly dark take of Wolverine, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I have Spawn, Spawn versus Wolverine. Um, if you followed anything, you would know. You would know what I'm going to pick here, and that's Wolverine. Yeah. Uh, over Spawn, the story with Wolverine, everything that hovers around Wolverine, is just better. Spawn is like a very niche type character. Niche. 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 Yeah. Is that right? It's niche. Are you sure? I'm 100% sure. Is that what Webster's Dictionary would tell us? Yep. All right. Well, niche. Spawn is very niche. Yeah. Although the art is amazing. I agree. It's a niche uh, B-list kind of character. Wolverine is up front there. Uh, Way better story. Way better character. Wolverine is probably the... Number two Marvel character of all so time. The, would that be the penultimate? Yeah. Wouldn't you say he's the second most popular Marvel character? What do you say is the first? Spider-Man probably. For Marvel? Yeah. You think right now you think that's just true? In, yeah. Probably. Yeah, you're probably right. Now and throughout history of Yeah, you're probably right. Yep. Um I picked Wolverine over Spawn. Um not a hard pick. 
No. For me, what's... I have a difficult pick. That's Harry Potter. Harry Potter versus uh, Wolverine. That's silly. Um, No, it isn't silly, (laughs) Gary. That's kind of silly. Obviously, I love Wolverine. Uh, He's a great character. Very similar to Deadpool in a lot of ways. He's like the he's the exact opposite of Don't Deadpool. Don't do this to me. But uh, you know the Harry Potter universe. Oh my god, Jerry is where it's at. I cannot handle you. And we're going Potter, baby. <laughs> Harry Potter for the win. I can't. I cannot understand this. You wouldn't because you I haven't can't. read the books. Oh my gosh. Read them, Jerry. I'm literally speechless right now. I don't understand that pick. I can't understand that pick. I won't understand that pick. I love Harry Potter. End of story. (sighs) I desperately want there to be more Harry Potter. I want there to be more books. I want there to be more movies. I want there to be more everything. I love that whole world. I love wizards. I love magic. I love Hogwarts. (laughs) <laughs> I love okay. the Whomping Willow, Jerry. I love Hogsmeade. I love Butterbeer. I love Gryffindor. Yeah, I love but... Dumbledore. All the doors. What about Animantium? Yeah, I mean, I love Wolverine, too. He's one of my favorite characters. There's been amazing stories. Um, he's been a, It's been a huge part of my life. Honestly, not, though. It hasn't always been. Here's the difference. I wouldn't say Wolverine's like one of my top favorite characters here here's a question i have for you do you think like novels as a story give him an edge over wolverine as a comic book definitely so you're saying saying novels are better than comic books in story i think that you they're different oh very 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 different um but definitely when you read a novel you paint the picture in your own mind, and I think it's easier to lose yourself in that universe. And it's so a little unfair kind of, in that's general. That's what I was going to say. Isn't that kind of unfair? Because you're going with, like, if you... I don't really they know They could how. write a novel about Wolverine. They could write 7, 12, I'm sure they have. 50 novels but I've never about read them. Wolverine. And they could be absolutely comparable, if not more in-depth, than what a Harry Potter story is. Probably. Here's the deal. I don't really know how Harry Potter ended up on this list because I don't. There's literally no other characters on here. That is a novel. That is a novel. I mean, there's tons of novels about all these characters, but yeah, is there a Harry Potter comic book? I don't know. How did he end up on a comic book list? That's what I'd like to ask you. I didn't do like the whole list. Well, I mean, I think I took them out. Really. Pretty sure I did. No, I don't think so. No, I don't think I did either, but... There are Harry Potter comic books. Um, I mean, they're not common. So it probably shouldn't be on the list, but guess what? I got to pick Harry Potter, so... And I picked Wolverine. Next. Now I don't want to pick him, though, because it's not really a comic book. Well, you did. Every single round, you've picked him. Oh, Harry Potter is in the comic book world. Harry Potter is in... Young Justice number one, the new book that just came out. He's a he's a DC. He's part of the Young Justice. He's a DC character. Um, apparently, I don't know. Goodness. Oh wait, I had more respect for DC than that. I have no idea what's going on. Anyway, I picked Harry Potter. End of story. Let's move on. Okay, next bracket. 
Nightwing versus Batman. Nightwing versus Batman. The Master versus the Apprentice. Yeah, that's 100% the truth. And Come on. I mean. Come on, son. Batman. You, you don't get no Nightwing without no Batman. Yeah, Batman's the ultimate. Batman right? all the day. That, that's not even a question. No, we both pick Batman because he's better than Nightwing. I got to have Batman versus Harry Potter, though. Oh, well, that sounds hard. I have Batman versus Wolverine. I hope Batman's got some anti, anti-magic devices. It's not about them fighting. Well, oh, he would. <laughs> he absolutely would have that. All right, here we go. Okay, next one, because we all pick Batman. Uh, next one, I have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus Thor. Yes. The God I, of Thunder. Yeah, there was no song involved with Thor. Yeah, there is. Thor. Thor. <laughs> if I was picking verse song, I would pick that song. Oh, immigrant song. Yeah, that's the Thor song. It's from Thor Ragnarok. Is it? Is that in Thor Ragnarok? Yeah. I don't remember. Come to the land of the ice and the snow. Ice and snow. Ice and snow. Yeah, I'm not going to get into that. Uh, So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus Thor for me. Who do you have? I have Ghostbusters versus Thor. So can I tell you my pick? Sure, go go ahead. Uh, TMNT versus Thor. I pick Thor. You pick Thor. Uh, Thor's story is better. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is kind of like surface level for me. Uh, I love the turtles. Uh, they are fun. Everything about them is fun. But Thor is just better story. I like, again, like he's got more grit, more true grit. He's like the John Wayne of this story. And I picked the rooster Cogburn. Yeah, he is kind of like a rooster Cogburn. I mean, literally, because rooster Cogburn has an eye patch. Thor gets an eye patch. That's true. Um, yeah. Yes, Thor. All right. Um, I got Ghostbusters versus Thor. This is a difficult one. Not really. So I love Thor because of um, mostly Chris Hemsworth. Don't have much else to do with that character Mm -hmm. Um, although i've read quite a bit of thor over the years i know you have um and it's better ragnarok's amazing ghostbusters though i've been a fan of my entire life love the movies love the cartoon yes haven't read a lot of the comics i'll be honest but it's a long-running comic series um you know for me Mm-hmm. Who are you going to call, Jerry? Thor. Ghostbusters! <laughs> no, if I was literally going to call someone, I would call Thor. <laughs> I would, too. But I'm picking Ghostbusters. Are you really? Yes, I am. Wow. I'm telling you guys, this is where we diverge. <laughs> <laughs> I love Ghostbusters, man. It's Come good. On. It's good. It's fine. I love comedy, Jerry. Comedy. I know, and I like the grit and doom and gloom. I love ghosts. I the love God busted. Of I love science. I love paranormal. God, I mean, Thor has all of that. You know, I like both of them a lot. He has a hammer. But overall, I got to go, I'm basically... And an axe. You know, I don't know what to tell you. I've, I've, You're going to go against my like life a natural a, comic book 
Enthusiast. My life has been affected more by Ghostbusters than Thor. Okay. Throughout the course of my life. I get that. That's and it. And that's normally what I, how I choose. Yeah. Like how it affects my life and like nostalgia. I it's always, not just nostalgia. I mean, it's, uh, it's a more interesting characters to me. It's a more interesting story to me. You think? Definitely. You know how much more story is that Thor has? Yeah, a lot. I like a lot of Thor stuff, but I'm more familiar with the Ghostbusters stuff, to be honest. So I'm okay. going with that. Last bracket, man. Last one. Last one of the Sweet 16. I got Ant-Man versus Guardians of the Galaxy. That's what I have as well. All right. Um, I'm, I'm kind of regretting my decision to pick Guardians of the Galaxy over Captain Reynolds, to be honest with you, because I love Firefly so much. You're regretting that pick? I actually had it. I had crossed that out. Wow. I don't know if you saw my bracket. No, I, I didn't. I, I didn't even notice that. I picked that, and then I changed my mind. And went that's with Guardians big. Of the Galaxy. It is big. I love Firefly that much, but that's old news. We're in the new world now. So I got Ant-Man versus Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, for me, mo- my only familiarity really with either character is from the MCU movies. Yes. And all I those, I mean, everybody knows that Guardians of the Galaxy is my favorite uh, of the... Of those movies. Yes. So I'm going okay. with Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, so I rewatched Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp recently, and damn, those movies are good. They are good, man. Gosh, they're really good. And Guardians, I've watched so many times. Billions. One and two, I've watched so many times. Um, and they are better. Yeah. And that's all I'm picking it off of, like that's, you said. Yeah, like I'm thing. not basing it off of the comic books, really, because I don't have much knowledge in either one of them. But Guardians is by far my favorite. Yeah. Um, everything about them is better. So Guardians is my pick. All right. So that wraps it all up. So we have our Elite Eight uh, pick For me, the East Bracket, Daredevil versus Spider-Man. And I have Daredevil versus Spider-Man. West Bracket, Doctor Strange versus Deadpool. And I have Captain America versus Swamp Thing. I would have never expected Doctor Strange to be in my Elite Eight. You know, I thought he would be, and he isn't. Really? I would have <laughs> yeah. never thought of it. I never would have thought it would happen. I don't um, know. I thought he would be, but it's just the matchup. It just happened to be against Captain America and... I honestly thought Captain America and Doctor Strange would be in my Elite Eight, but it's the way it's bracketed, and it's what we have. My south bracket, I got Harry Potter versus Batman. And my south bracket is Wolverine versus Batman. And in my Midwest bracket, I got, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters versus Guardians of the Galaxy. And I've got God of Thunder, Thor, versus Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. All right. Well, this is interesting because I got at least two matchups, three, four. I got four difficult matchups, um, a couple of which are going to be heartbreakers. Yeah, I've got, I mean, Batman versus Wolverine. This is bullshit, Chris. Like, this is bullshit. Oh, yeah. You know what? Alex is going to kill me. You think so? Yeah. He's going to be so pissed that I have Harry Potter versus Batman. Well, he's going to have a bracket closer to mine, I think. Yeah. As looking at it now. But, um, yeah, this is is a big deal. So, our Elite 
Elite Eight is chosen. It's chosen. We are done. Next. Next song. No, that's... Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about all this Snarf Madness I stuff know, going on. I know. It's so fun to choose these things, guys. It, I know we're just choosing characters like over another, but these are... I don't know. They, these are things that have been through our, our lives that we love so much, and we're choosing one over another. And honestly, like, if I look at this and list... I, how do you go back on this? If I like, if I look at this list, it's really easy for me. I go like, who? What characters have had the biggest impact on my life? And with the exception of maybe a Doctor Strange, Daredevil, Spider Man, Harry Potter, Batman, Ghostbusters, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Deadpool, those characters have probably had the biggest impact on my life. Yeah, and when I yeah. I mean, Batman, Wolverine, Guardians, Swamp Thing, Daredevil. Oh, oh yeah, my gosh. Swamp Thing. Yeah, that was tough. Like honestly, no, you dropped wish, the ball there, Chris. I wish Swamp Thing was against. Like he would have won if he was against Captain America or Doctor Strange easily. Yeah, but they weren't. Bracketed but they weren't bracketed that way. that way. I know. So that's just the way the cookie crumbles. So that's what you have to take in consideration here is that how they're bracketed. So we could do this exact same bracket next year we could do it and switch all the characters around you could have and spider-man would, and batman in the first round against each other and it would be and then it would change different. everything you might end up in a situation where your final four has uh mystique in it you know just because of the way it falls right probably not probably but, not but. <laughs> yeah you could you could have something wildly but different you could imagine a world like where in our brackets hulk didn't get out of the first round i know and that could silly. be a final four character for me he absolutely could be. hulk has more like honestly hulk to me would be dr strange in a heartbeat yeah i completely agree with you but that's he really not where would've. they are he really would have oh man that's crazy i would have had punisher a little bit further further on if he wasn't against gene gray and gene gray didn't make it out of the second round so yeah it wasn't even a thought of making it out of the second round. no because dr strange was there i don't know guys this weird. is crazy it's weird it's weird how it shakes out so i saw a little bit of news today oh news you got the news i can use i just have like one little tidbit that disney is talking about black widow and mulan those two movies because of the situation we're in not giving them a theatrical release and putting them direct to streaming okay so uh direct to purchase yes so it would for be, how long i they didn't say and this was first of all i'm gonna tell you what complete like conjecture on people's parts it, it has been posted on multiple different sites it was all based off a tweet off of one person that was involved in the marvel cinematic universe like in-depth involved i can't remember her name it was a woman she put it on twitter got tons of backlash from marvel hardcores and she why because they want it in theaters yes because they're saying no way that this isn't a theatrical release movie and what she was saying is like it's not that it isn't a theatrical release movie it's that nobody is going to be able to go to the theaters for so like an indefinite amount of time and they don't want to delay it that much they're t they're talking about maybe the whole year all of 2020 nobody going to movie theaters who's talking about that i mean it, it do we have a time frame on when people can go to movie theaters right now well as of right now april 7th but uh completely doubt that 
Yeah, it ain't going to be a whole year. I bet you by fall, July or August. I'm saying fall. Time frame that people are... We're going to live in this shutdown until fall, you think? I do. I do think so. I do think well, it's going to be the end go. of every restaurant in this country. I don't know. It's just not going to happen. It's, there are, I don't think they're going to allow more than a certain amount of people to go to these movies. And they're not going to release these movies if you can only have... 15 people in a room. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Here's the deal, though. For me, it's a huge win because I'll pay for that movie the day it comes out for $20. So will I. Because if I went to the movie theater with all five of my family it's members. It's going to be $60. It's, plus snacks and stuff, we're going to be at $100 for the night. Yeah. I know. I don't think it's or a bad thing. Or if me and Marley go and leave the kids at home with a babysitter, we're still at $100 because i got to pay the babysitter. I know. So if I pay 20 and I get to own the movie. See, I was still going to buy that movie anyway for 20 dollars down the road i know so it's still a loss for the, the only of the thing movie that companies. will kill me is i like to purchase the movie the disc in 4k after it comes out why because i like to buy the physical media do you ever watch those again yeah of course i do the actual physical disc yeah if i want to watch it in 4k okay because <laughs> pretty soon you know you won't even need that disc for 4k right well actually um I, I don't really need it now because my Netflix does it in 4K, yeah, okay. but my internet's not quite fast enough, but it's pretty close. Like It can pretty much watch a whole movie. Um, is it like Blu-ray quality? It's not. Yeah, it is, actually. <laughs> oh, I know. Everything is, basically, now. Um, surprisingly, yeah. Disney Plus is pretty good, too. Actually, the only issue I was having, I was watching stuff on 4K on Disney Plus, and the only issue I was having was, I think, Disney Plus's issue, not my internet issue. And that was originally. I have not had that problem with Disney Plus since at all. Mine's had a little bit of lag, but it's. I think it's because of the Fire Stick more than Disney Plus itself. Could be. Could be. Um, but anyway, that's a big deal for, um, you know, uh, Black Widow and Mulan. Mulan was supposed to come out uh, yesterday. On oh, the 27th. It, and it didn't come out. No, they didn't release it. So what? What is their plan? They can't release it when no movie theaters are open. Oh, yeah. So it's just on hold for a while. It was supposed to come out the 27th. It's crazy because that movie looks so amazing. Both of those movies yeah. look amazing. And it's such a fucking shitty situation because it's unbelievable. we're living in a time right it's now. It's unprecedented. You'll where, never see it again. We're living in a time right now where like, both those movies in particular coming out are hugely... It means a big deal because it's the first Marvel female-led superhero yeah. movie. Outside of Wonder Woman, it's really the first female-led superhero movie coming out. It was probably going to make a billion dollars, mm -hmm. and now it's completely done. They're going to lose their asses on it, A. But also, it's just people... It's just, It sucks for women. It's <laughs> not honest. good. And then, like, Mulan's kind of the same story. You know, it's definitely, like, a female-led, Asian lead, um, made in, in concert with China... Like it was yeah. a huge international working together to make this movie, you know. It was, and now there's like this whole animosity between China and the United States. Like it's just weird how that all shook out. These were both going to be monumental things. Yeah, they really were. Um, and for women, for one thing, but also just for like international relations and how that all shakes out. And it's just not going to be the case anymore. So they pushed that back, and then New Mutants, the New Mutants. 
uh, movie was supposed to release April 3rd. That's going to have to be pushed back as well. That's crazy. It's insane. But honestly, I wasn't going to see be able to see a lot of these movies <laughs> because right. of the time of year. It's just busy. and. I mean, I feel like we would have been able to see Mulan right now. Yeah. Uh, Mulan I would have seen, but in May, Black Widow, I would have seen it. Yeah. Yeah, you would have seen that. But yeah, that's I, that's I probably big wouldn't news. have seen New Mutants, but I will buy all of those the day they come out. And then you know what? Here's the deal: I'll still go buy the disc just because I'll feel bad. Will you? No. Yeah, I was gonna say I just didn't think you would. <laughs> no, I just changed my mind. I that. will probably I will buy it when it comes out to watch the movie right away because what's the difference? Yeah, you're like you said. Um, I was gonna do that the other day with Onward. The Disney movie Onward came out. Yeah, I saw that. And I'm like, oh, this is great because we were going to see this in theaters. We had the opportunity before the shutdowns, yeah. but we didn't make it. But we were going to go see it. I'm like, oh, we just saved a bunch of money. We'll just buy it and we'll own it anyway. And then the, right after they released it, they said, but on April 5th, it's going to be on Disney+. Plus." I'm like, well, then I'm not going to buy it. Right. That was dumb. Why did they do that? They do that with everything. Now, like you can... If you click on, like all of those movies are on Disney+. Plus. If you click on it, it won't let you play it. It'll just say, it's coming to Disney+, Plus at this time. Yeah. So nobody buys those. Right. They, if they didn't put it on Disney+, Plus with a release date to, to say, it's coming to this platform at this time, more people would just buy it to watch it. And I it guess, would, but here's the deal. They make way more money in the long run off Disney+, Plus subscriptions. N- but not... I mean, you're talking about like people that already have Disney Plus subscriptions that are still going to go to the movie theater. So you're still taking away that money from the movie theater or whatever, whatever else they're going to buy it on or see it on. Like you're taking that away and saying only your subscription now is going to give us the money for that movie. So they're losing money no matter what. No, not necessarily. If having that content on Disney Plus drives a bunch more subscribers which it will um, to a point. But I mean, don't you think it's saturated by now? No. So especially with like the frozen Two release and now like an onwards coming out and all these things are going to come out that, you know, for sure on Disney plus it might've drove up the subscription from that. But I mean, I mean, you're not going to pull no, much monthly more. subscriptions is the game. Now this is what the game is. They have what? 15 million users on Disney plus. I exactly. There is six billion people in the world. I know that, but you're still. If every one of them's giving them five dollars, if a billion people are giving them five dollars, that's five billion dollars a year. But I don't think you're. Netflix gonna, has a billion subscribers. I don't think you're going to draw the amount of people to subscribe to Disney Plus as you are from the amount of money you're going to get from a theatrical release. I don't know. The amount of money you get from the theatrical release is more than what your subscribers are going to be because you're only getting $5 out of those people rather than whatever month from every month. You're right. But that one movie is going to make you, like you said, a billion dollars, not profit though, but the $5 a month is almost all profit. So let's say $500,000 you're getting bang from a release of one movie, 500 million or yeah, $500 million. Boom off of one movie right away, and then you still get those subscribers. Because all of those people still want to see it on Disney Plus as much as they can. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure somebody knows that that's smarter than us, but obviously the the there is massive amount of money being made on monthly subscription streaming services. Absolutely. I mean, that is where the future is. 
So this honestly, this whole like late renaissance of the movie theaters that has occurred over the last five years was kind of unforeseen. Like they were pretty much calling it dead. Yeah. Really, before they were Marvel, yeah. basically before Marvel. Well, right, but there has been a time. I mean, Marvel basically boosted the whole comic book industry. Yeah, I mean, comic books were nothing compared to what they are now before those movies, right? Made anything. But my point is, like, could you imagine a world like there was a time before Marvel movies where? Yeah, you would occasionally have your blockbuster movie, but it was like a $150 million movie, and it was something different than what it is now. Like, I, now it's just these tent post movies. There's one every two months or so. They're, they're spaced out from, from about four different companies that make them. And that is what movies is now. Yeah. Like, nobody is going to see any of the other movies in the theaters. It's just not happening. So the only ones that are really getting made are these gigantic franchise movies. But now that might be over. Yeah, it really could be. And it really might be over like for good. I wouldn't say for good. I think there's a lot of things about this that are going to change the way people live. But nobody is going to want to not go to the movies. I mean, uh, some people will. And it has, I mean, the curve has went down, obviously, and the world since all of these streaming platforms has have come out like less people are going to the movies but are they i don't know but i, I still movie think theaters you have are that, bigger than ever i still think you have that main demographic like, of yeah people. demographic of people that are going to watch these movies yeah. and, and are always going to like you and i we always want to go see big movies when they come out yeah. we want to do it because there is a different atmosphere there's a different um it's it's just different watching that movie in a movie theater. I don't know what it is. Maybe it it is just the atmosphere. Maybe it is just having that you know big bowl of popcorn with your cherry Pepsi. Absolutely. And you know if I get if I go off of that, which I do, for, and for me it really is just yeah, that. Yeah. And you know it's fun to go with your friends or to go with your family you look to at, go out to the movie. It's something to go do. It is, but you look at Avatar or Doctor Strange or any of those movies. When we saw those in theaters, that is the best iteration of that movie we've ever seen. Right. Compared to what we've seen at home, I've watched Avatar a million times. I've watched Doctor Strange a million times, and at home, it is not as good yeah. as what I saw in the theaters. It's just not. Yeah, I do. I do love going to the theaters, and I do generally live my life by this one principle, that you are not, no one is unique, really. So, like, if you well, think... Uh, how, how so? Okay. Well, like, people will say, like, if, if somebody said, oh, the movies are dying, nobody's going to the movies anymore. Well, I love to go to the movies, and I'm not unique. If, they're, if I like to go to the movies, that means there's a whole lot of other people like to go to the movies, too. Like, people always think that they're different or more unique than other people like they got their thing they're like this is my thing and then you realize that like everybody else has that exact same thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) so anyway that's a little but you are unique nobody's really unique i'm unique every single thing that you like so much different than you you. want to like or you it's as niche as you niche oh niche okay as niche as you can get with something that you like there's a 
hundred million people that like the same thing. Right, but not in the same combination as me. <laughs> I don't know. No, there isn't. I don't know. There probably is. If you take in consideration everything that I like and put it all in a group and try to scan the whole United States, the whole world, and say, like, is there anybody in this world or United States that likes the exact same things the same way that I do? Not one person would come up because it's so different. Everybody is so different. Like, I love... I love cherry Pepsi and popcorn with a bunch of salt on it to watch a movie. So does everybody else. No. My wife hates cherry Pepsi. She would never pick She that. is an animal. That's what I've said. You like that it. That is un-American. You like it too, but you would like to go watch a Deadpool movie over a Batman movie. Nah. I don't know about that. You would like to go see a Deadpool movie over a Joker movie. For sure. Who wouldn't? Me. You'd rather see Joker than Deadpool. 100%. Oh, my God. This angers me. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. And Let's that's get off the that uniqueness subject. of us. That's, that's why not I'm unique. unique. That's just stupidity, Jerry. That's not true. I would rather, I would go see a Swamp Thing movie over a Deadpool movie. Yeah, so would I, for sure. Really? But you picked Deadpool over Swamp Thing, so that's silly. No, there hasn't. What is that noise? something in here right it's rain and oh hail. that is rain yep it's pretty severe wow think about it at 10 30 in the p.m i wonder if they can hear that on the microphone um is there a tornado coming um not that i know of tornado we do tornado. have a tornado yeah so we are recording during that's a, how much we care about watch. you our, our listening audience we are recording in the middle of a tornado there is no basement here. We are on a slab of concrete. We're just very dedicated. This could be the end of Snarf Talk. Uh, it's not. It's a very small thing. I don't here. think that rain is coming in sideways, dude. Hang on. Let me stop. Anyway, so that's the end of that. Either way, Swamp Thing's better than everything you ever loved. <laughs> Do you have any other news? Uh, no, that was really it that I could remember. Oh, uh, there was one thing that... Tom King, sorry, there was one thing Tom King put out. Well, a bunch of people were asking if Batman would uh, self-isolate in a time like this. And Tom King put out a Twitter, you know, like answer, basically, because so many people were asking him. And he just said, hell yeah. Oh, that's so fucking annoying. Yeah, it, it really is. It's so annoying. I don't even want to hear about that. It's it's, it's very like on topic. He's doing it to make sure that people... Every like, celebrity talking right now pisses me off. So beyond this, like I don't agree with that. I think Batman would absolutely not self-isolate. He would be going and creating new like serums and uh, antiviral medications and be putting it in the water supply. Like That's what Batman would be doing. Right. Um, but, uh, Joe Rogan had a thing that came out like he was talking to Tom Segura. It came out like two days ago. And so Gal Gadot or Gal Gadot, this is my favorite thing in the world. Oh my gosh. So Gal Gadot put out a, a big video where she had a bunch of friends, like a bunch of celebrities singing Imagine by John Lennon. And I, I did watch it too. Did you? I've never watched it. Oh, it's awful. 
So apparently it's very like on the nose it's and just like obnoxious. obnoxious. And yeah. they're the singing is so bad and like off key, everybody's on the wrong. Oh, it's it's really bad. And so Joe Rogan finally came out and said, What f- fucking idiots to put out a video that says like and he says, Imagine a world with no heaven. He's like think how some people would take that he's like people are having multiple family members die or people that they know die he's like and they have nothing to hold on to and then you're like gonna sing this song and say like they've went nowhere and they're just dead and then like there's nothing to hold on to besides i'm a celebrity and i i feel for you like he just went on this rant you know and really blasting these people to say if like you live in a completely comfortable life wherever you need want to go and then everybody else is could be suffering or needing to escape or whatever and you're just going to put out this video like you're doing something like are you really doing something by putting this video out by singing a John Lennon song right no you're not that's my my favorite memes going around or like the um there's this whole big slew of memes going around that celebrities like complaining and crying about having to stay at home yeah in their gigantic mansions and it's great every exactly. single meme is is amazing and you know that's why that's what's super annoying to me about the whole thing i completely agree a big one was uh that actually made me feel a little bit better i i really like uh burt kreischer yeah so he's pretty funny. He has a, a gimmick that he has of like, they call him the machine. And he's like about drinking and partying and stuff. But if you follow him in his like day-to-day life, he talks about how most of the time he doesn't drink much at home. Like when he's on the road and on tour, he does. Um, and he started talking about like how it's an issue. And he's like, I don't, I don't need to be doing that anymore. But he started saying, like, when all of this came down and started happening, he's on a worldwide tour right now. And he said his Netflix special dropped uh, one day last week sometime, like in the end of March. And he started thinking, like, I need to get on Instagram. I need to get on this and start promoting, like, the the Netflix special come out. Like, this is where I'm going to be touring. This is where all the dates are. Like, I need to start hammering people, telling them this stuff. Like, if you're stuck at home, watch my special. And then he started saying, and he said it on the podcast, Joe Rogan's podcast. He's like, wait a minute. He's like, so many more people have way more to worry about than watching my Netflix special. He's like, and so many more people could care less about watching anything on netflix right now or worrying about if i'm going to postpone a tour date he said and immediately like made me think i definitely need to rethink what i'm trying to do in life he said because right now all i ever think about is promoting 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 he's like and it's so selfish of me to think of that and maybe this is all just sparked because of this pandemic going on no, you know, I think but I, I, I think, think it's there's really be good a fundamental shift. I think it's really good self-reflection on his part because he's it like, is. I sat in a hammock one day for like two hours and thought, none of what I do really matters. Well, this is a, and this is a whole separate conversation, but I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I'm like, how crazy it is that, you know, I, and there's a lot of the economy that's still happening. 
in the quote unquote essential stuff. But whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm essential. So buddy. am I. So that's true. Um, but what 85% of everything has been shut down. Basically, let's just randomize it. 80, 85%. I don't know, yeah. somewhere in that range. And you know, ever, you know, I hate to say this cause it's going to sound shitty, but I think we're going to find that most of what people are doing is, is completely irrelevant. Right. It's yes. And it's, I'm not saying like oh, I'm essential. So what I'm doing is relevant. I'm not, and I don't mean it like that. I just mean like I think there's a lot of people out there realizing right now that everything that they do is completely freaking irrelevant and that I go and sit in a box for eight hours a day so somebody can give me a check so I can take that check and spend it on shit so that they can take that check and give it to somebody to sit in a box. And I think a lot of people are going to realize, wait, why are we sitting in the box again? Yeah. Just to get the check? Just to spend the money? Right. The whole economy. It's a house of cards. All of it's irrelevant, almost, it seems like at this point. And because literally we've been doing this for a week, but call it two weeks now, and essentially nothing has changed. And I get it. There's a lot of people out of work. They're like, hey, I can't afford it. I don't, I'm worried about getting kicked out of my house. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's real. But that they're in that position in the first place, you know, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the amount of people that are realizing now they're like, wait a minute, you know, how many jobs are based off of an economy that's irrelevant that just exists to self-perpetuate itself? Yes. And and the whole self-perpetuation of what we what we do at home, really, like we're being stuck at home, so everybody's on internet, everybody's watching TV, everybody's doing these things. But a lot of things on TV, when you talk about sports, sports is driven by who is going to come and watch it and who's going to watch it on TV. But yet sports has been completely taken off the map because nobody can come and watch it anyways, so it's done. So therefore, us watching it on TV doesn't give them any money anymore either, which then tells them like, you are completely useless. Yeah, to look at the it. It's been done world. now for a month. Everything and it's about completely it. Completely nothing has changed, other than a bunch of people are like, "Oh, that's kind of sucks." Other than the the bitch of everybody else saying, "Like, man, I can't watch opening day baseball, and I can't watch." But you might as well say, "I can't watch the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles." I know it's the same thing, and and now people are going to realize that is that it is the same thing. So it's not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of how we live. Like, yes, it is an inconvenience, and yes, we do enjoy something like that, and when it comes back, we are absolutely going to indulge, but it is completely unnecessary. Yeah. And even my job being essential, the only reason we are essential is because it's a waterway that needs to flow, and it's to create, it's so that flooding right. doesn't happen. Very essential. But that wouldn't happen, we, it wouldn't have even been created if we didn't need all the supplies that we need. Well, right, but we you know do I mean? need the supplies that we need. But the supplies we need are only essential because we've built up a, such a huge structure that we have to support it. Yeah, but we do have to support a structure all the time. So that is essential. That's infrastructure. I understand that, but the, we've built it up to the way it is because of these yeah, but non-essential of, things. But no, no. Yes, no. it is. The, okay, the shipping grain down the river is not essential. Shipping oil up in the river is not essential. I mean, goods have to flow. And through an efficient transportation system, that's infrastructure and that is critical. But not to the extent of what it is because of goods in and of itself is because of the extra things that we have. Like the amount of stuff that we use 
in the United States is because of all of the extra things we have. Think about how much, how many goods like one ballpark uses for one day of a game. Yeah. It's incredible. But I'm not even like specifically talking about that. I'm talking about like all the people that work random just desk jobs in marketing or right. in the stock market or in blah, 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 you name it, like things like that. I think, you know, I think it's just people realizing like what is important and what's not important. And do I, am I only existing in this cycle to perpetuate the cycle? I just think it's an interesting situation that we're yeah. in right now. And honestly, I, you know, and I get it that we're not, we're not in the heavily hit area A and B, you know, I don't know everybody's situation, but for the most part, you know, things are relatively unchanged. And the other thing that I think is going to be really, a mind yeah. blowing situation for everybody to be in, including mainly businesses it, and, and employees is, you know, everybody now for almost probably a month has been like basically working from home. And not having any meetings, like how many meetings do are people going to realize now are completely worthless and a waste of time? Unbelievable! It's unbelievable. Uh, is everybody going to sit down and finally realize now that like, wait Send a minute, do we need to be here for five five days a week, ten hours a day? Does this need to occur? It'll happen again, though. No, it will. But how many c- companies are looking at it, going? Wait a minute, we're getting the we're exact same so amount much of money. Mon- we're getting the same amount of work done right now, and our employees are. Uh, are staying at home and only working three days a week and do uh, like conference calls or teleworking. Yeah. Oh, guess what? We're not uh, spending $20 million to fly people all around the country to have meetings right now because the internet exists and you can, that was happening before. I know. And I, maybe this will be the end of that, which is a good thing for some companies. I think it will, but honestly, I don't, Depending on the length of how long like we have to stay home and how long this happens, I think it'll be a greater change with us afterwards if if we're in this longer. Well, for sure. If it ends but, like in two weeks. But if it ends in two weeks. We're back to normal. I just really feel like most most companies, most people are going to go back to the same way of living. And, it, and it's even with like uh, just going out to eat, like... Most people are probably realizing, again, some people, this is affecting like how they eat much more than what it is me, but I think a lot of people will understand that I don't necessarily need to eat out as much or like I'm not as dictated on food. Like my life isn't dictated on food going out as it is being home. Like you can easily make the same things at home. Like, I think it could dictate that kind of stuff, but if it ends next week or two weeks from now, I think it'll go back to completely normal. I don't think that's going to happen. What I think is going to happen is what we'll see is about May, we'll start seeing a lightening up of, you know, what's kind of happening right now. But that's a complete guess on my part. But I just have a feeling that what we're going to come to realize at some point is that... um. The most important thing is isolating people who are sick. Well, and family. The most important thing is family, Chris. It is in the respect that the major way to, of transmission of this disease is intra-family. I know. So that is what we... That is like literally that doctor I was talking about. That was his main talking point. He's like, the problem is 
when somebody gets sick, they infect five people in their household. So, and you, you brought up a good point when you were talking to, we were talking to Erica on our, uh, on Facebook messenger, when you talked about Italy having the most, uh, like generationally mingled families, like, yeah, uh, they have extremely a uh, much co-living. older population, uh, population too. But the co-living of yeah. like multi-generational living where you have young and old living together and where the United States doesn't have that as much, but in Italy they do. So a lot of young people were contracting the disease and giving it to their grandparents, which it just ran rampant throughout the country because of yeah. that. And that makes a lot of sense. And then in the United States, like how many people are on average population? Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. I didn't know that, but, but think about that throughout the United States. Like how often do you hear of people living with their grandparents? Right. You know, like children, parents, grandparents, all living together. You just don't hear of it as often in the United States. The one thing that's hard, it's, it's getting difficult to like, it's, it's hard for me to mentally get past this. Right. So you look at the statistics and the data and, you know, the amount of the effect on people under the age of 60 Mm -hmm. is so minimal statistically. Really is. But on the news, it is nonstop all day long. This 40 year old died. This 30 year old died. Today, an infant died. That's all they talked about today was the infant. And and so it's hard to look at that and not be like, you know, have it freak you out a little bit. And you're like, wait a minute. I thought this was only old people. And they're like, nope, nope. 35 year old just died and you're like okay right. but then you look at the statistics and it's like well it's like one 35 year old died oh, okay and uh but, but it's hard but they don't tell you any underlying causes any past because you can't like there are hipaa violations where you cannot give out people's right for sure health i do worry information, uh, sometimes i worry about um you just can't talk about that stuff you know i knew a lot of people with underlying conditions so you worry about them of course you know like i mean even graham has asthma really bad yeah, asthma. Grant, that could uh, be a problem asthma is a, a problem amy and i talked about that a lot and i was like graham cannot get this his asthma is terrible he has to he's been on a steroid three times since december because of we don't know what at this point because he's so young like we know he's very allergic to things he's got to take an allergy medicine like almost every day um, we've been giving it to him consistently to try to like have him come talk to me when he's taking three a day. Right. But for a three-year-old, <laughs> it's, we can't really give him much. There isn't much for two and three-year-olds to yeah, take just, at this point. Uh, Zyrtec. It's just trying to figure out what he's allergic to or like if it's actually like, um, like his surroundings that he's allergic to, or right. if it's just pets or if it's food, things like that. Like he's not allergic to food. We know, um, we know he's allergic to like dogs. That's why we had to change our whole babysitter plan, which caused a lot of issues. Um, There's just been a lot to it. So in a situation where a small child like him were to get it, it would be very detrimental to us. I think it would be very hard to combat because he is very susceptible to like a breathing issue which this is obviously a respiratory infection so right i think it could affect a lot more for somebody like him but then i started hearing like have you, haven't you heard about blood types being i have different? that's a new thing they just started talking about but there's there's really nothing behind that yet so they were saying like the a blood type is most susceptible and then O, of course is the best because i have yeah me too oh are you an O? yeah but most people are 
It's the most common blood type. Is it really? Yeah. Nice. Amy's an A. Yeah, that's pretty rare. My My mom's super rare. She's an AB, I think. Really? My mom's an A. My dad's, I think, an A. My sister's an A. I'm an O positive. Yeah, me too. Really? Universal donor. You're the best, Chris. No wonder we're friends. (laughs) Um, I've heard that too. I don't know if there's any truth to that. And I don't think they have any real data to back that up yet. But there's a speculation. There is a speculation. And I would say it's true just because... You want it to be. I mean, look at us. (laughs) All right. I don't know where we're at on time, but do we have any more news? Uh, I don't have any more news, no. We're at an hour 36. We got 20 minutes. All right, because I want to do some of what I've been watching. Go for it. Number one. Devs. Uh, Yeah, I have been watching that. That's not my number one thing I've been watching, though. I've been watching the thing that everybody in the United States of America has been watching. Tiger King. The Tiger King. Oh, my gosh, Chris. Did you finish it? I did finish it. I I, have not finished it. You've not finished it? Uh, Then we shouldn't talk about it yet. Can we talk about the first four episodes? Oh, you're four in? Okay. How many are there? Six or seven. Okay, because I only watched four. I haven't finished it all yet because every single time... So I start watching I it, and then I fall asleep. Yeah. Yes. And then the next morning. Me and Marley morning, have been watching it together, and every night we both fall asleep, and then yep. the next day we have to rewatch that half of the episode, and then the next half, then we fall asleep. And we don't watch it with the boys around just because, oh, no. like, there's some pretty serious yeah, stuff no that way. I don't want my children you to hear. You can't watch that with kids around. And my seven-year-old hears literally everything you say. Yeah. He's... He knows not to say it. I just don't want him to hear it because I don't know what he's saying to Bryce. Right. right. Or, or Cash or anybody oh, speaking else. Speaking of him, uh, we got, I got him a book, Grady. You got him like a book? A novel. Oh, nice. Um, we ordered one for Cash, and I don't know. Somehow I, Marley hit two, two. instead of one, so we got okay. two. And she was going to send it back, but it was only a $5 book. I'm like, you're going to pay $3 to ship it back. We'll just give it to Grady. Yeah, I got five dollars in my pocket. But it was—it's like an—it's it's rich. A, it's a—I don't know. The cover is like anime, but it's a not. It's like a children's novel. Yeah, he, he, he would love it. He'll like it. He reads. Well, I was thinking about books it. Books every day. I'm like, well, we got to give this to somebody that I feel like he's at an advanced reading level, so he'll be able to read it. It's, re- it looks fairly advanced. He's forced to read twenty minutes a day every day, so he reads a lot. Wow. We've just given our kids iPads for this entire time. No, I mean, <laughs> our kids do and that like, too. Literally but, shoved them in a corner. But you'll find out next next year when when Cash is in second grade, that's like a every month it advances. And at this month in March, they had to read 20 minutes a day. But then they just had like a Zoom call, like a Zoom like conference thing with their teacher. And his teacher said that I want you to read every day now instead of... Like they were doing 20 minutes for 11 days of of the month. Um, but they can't go back to school. So she said, don't care about those 11 days. I want you to read 20 minutes every day because in they're not getting that in-class time reading. Yeah. So It's kind of a bummer because uh, they got to start school now again on Monday. Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. E-learning. So we basically hired a teacher. Um it's not really. It's like a babysitter. Oh, one percenter over here. It's a. It's our babysitter. It's because my mom is super sick, and she's at home, and we obviously don't want her to come home, but or come to our house because she has. She just has like strep throat, and she oh, doesn't okay. have a fever. Nope. Um, hopefully not, because she's sixty four. So let's hope she doesn't yeah, have anything like that. Doesn't. But she just had strep throat and didn't feel good, and she's like, and her doctor told her to stay home for at least ten days. 
So she's staying home. So we got uh, a friend of ours or like uh, a lady that Amy works with. Her daughters were in high school a while ago, but like one of her daughters is a, a teacher in Lincoln High School. And she's at home doing nothing. So we said, why don't you come over and watch our kids? And then you can do the e-learning because she said, I would absolutely want to teach kids during this time. And she's babysat our kids before. So she's coming over on Monday and going to babysit and also do the e-learning thing with them. Nice. Perfect. Because Amy and I are non-existent parents and we go to work during the day and yep. don't pay attention to them until at least 4.30 at Well, I had a solid plan rolling. Um, <laughs> I had uh, I downloaded a bunch of apps on Cash's iPad and I put them in a folder. I, You know, some ones I had to pay for that were kind of expensive. Yeah. And uh, for a while, he was coming to the office with me. This was before daycare closed. So he, he it was just him. Yeah. So I had a whole thing set up and he would sit right here at my desk and uh, I had him do an hour of science, an hour of math. Nice. Um, an hour of... Uh, an hour of each? Yeah. An hour of reading they don't even do this English, in which was on ABC Mouse, and then something else. Uh, what was the other one? I tell you what, that ABC Mouse is really good. Yeah, but it doesn't work on tablets very well. Doesn't it? It's very glitchy. Works great on a laptop. Oh, see, that's the only time we, we've only used it on a laptop. It's terrible on a, on a tablet. Hmm. Uh, but anyway, so it was great. It was going great because I'd have them nine to ten to eleven to or nine to eleven thirty, and then I'd give them a half an hour to do whatever he wanted. Yeah, um, it was like recess. recess and then lunch and then and, and he'd go from one to three nap time. No, and then he would work on school <laughs> stuff, and then after that, you know, till five whenever I go home from work, he would be Punish able to do whatever him. he wanted punishment time. that was working great but then the other kids got let out too so cash ended up staying home all three kids are at home with marley trying to work from home and you can't you um, can't do it you can't do that that that's the big thing about this whole teleworking and working from home you can't do it with kids you cannot do it with especially three kids under the age of six or seven or even eight years old it doesn't matter the age the only way that you can work from home with kids is if they sit on an ipad all day I know. Or if you had somebody come in Which your house and watch your kids. Terrible. I'm talking from experience because we let our kids do it all the time. So bad. Especially now. But it like ruins their behavior for the rest of the day. You're 100% <laughs> correct because we yell and scream at our kids after they've been on a tablet, but not before. Before right. they've ever been it on It ruins one. the whole day. So... Everything I, about them is awful, except for all the things that are amazing about them. That's the problem. I know. And I don't want to get into it. This is a big conversation that we can have off of air because it's just not anything that's enjoyable to listen to. Yeah. Tiger King. Yeah. Is that what we were talking about? Yes. Tiger King. So I watched the first four episodes, just like you've watched the whole season. Um, I just kept seeing everybody talk about it. And talking about like and so, seeing all these memes, all yeah. the, so many memes. It's about it, and I thought it was a joke. Like I thought this was like a fake thing. Turns out, real people are Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic is a real person. This yeah. man really made country music videos. I saw a tiger, and a tiger saw a man. 
It's, you know, it's not bad, actually. It's not terrible. It's, <laughs> it's really, really it's really like close to like Joe Diffie quality. Yeah, it's hard to not. It's hard to get too far into it when you haven't watched the whole thing. I will say, I haven't um, seen the end. It does. It does start to. It started to wane on me a little by the by the middle of it. Like I started to lose interest about well, about mean, episode four. So episode four, well, so yeah, episode four the other night. Like it was just last night, actually. I or no, not last night, the night before, Friday night. Um, you know, I I was like, okay, it's just like the same stuff it, and over it and over. Again. And the last episode's good too, but it does start to lose interest about there. But that's fine. You can kind of power through it because it's not that many episodes. Okay. Um. I just it's a super interesting story but the most interesting th- thing about the story is this weird subsection of people that exist yeah. in their own little bubble universe that you had no idea that it existed and i tell you what they're all crazy very strange in their own way yeah they're all very crazy it's 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 really an incredible thing so carol baskin Baskins. She's so freaking wildly crazy. She's apparently trying to save these animals, all these big cats. But it's a joke. I mean, it's not. You know, from being in cages. Like, I don't want any of these animals to be in these tight cages and and be treated terribly. I'm going to bring them to my animal rescue and put them in cages. Well, no, that what she says that she's working towards is she wants to end the breeding. I understand so she, that. She, these animals are already existing, but, so she's got to rescue them. But and have, when they you, have to be in cages, obviously. No. When you first meet her in that documentary, it's her in a cage saying, no animals, none of these big cats or animals should be kept in cages. That, Nobody likes to be kept in cages. I think you're misconstruing what was going on there. She, that Her point was... I understand her point, but she specifically says they should not be kept in cages, and she's sitting. Well, obviously in a cage. they have to be kept in cages, but they're because no. they're already alive. No, she's, she's saying, saying they should be we need set to free. End this practice. She owned a zoo. It was not a zoo; it was a rescue. She owned it. No, before. Have you seen the episode with her husband that she killed? Yes, it wasn't a zoo. Yeah, but but that was before they ha- they were a rescue. They were doing cub petting and breeding back then. Oh, I guess I didn't realize that. So she herself, with her husband, before they were the big cat rescue, were doing breeding and cub petting. Her husband was big into it. Yeah, that's the one I had just watched Friday night. Okay, that's the last one I watched. She, after that, obviously, but it isn't for moral reasons. Like, she realized that there was a business aspect to it. 100%. (laughs) She's not a good person. No, she's not. And, but she is like every single other of, one of these crazy people have said she's very good at marketing. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, like it, obviously, and then they did the same thing with making a murder and all these things. They take you on a ride with all these characters. Yeah. They make you love Joe exotic, hate Joe exotic. And then by the end, you'll find out how you feel about him. And doc Antle, he's a strange bird. And that's another one. They make you, you know, you think Hate he's the good guy. You think but, at very first, and then he starts doing some weird things. Yeah, and then you hate him with and like then polygamy. The, and well, not even that. I'm just talking about like how he, because that's just his lifestyle. But I'm just talking about like how he weirdly addresses the camera and is like directing them. It's just 
Yes. You can tell he's like a bad person. Yes, absolutely you can. <laughs> but then towards all the end, them. yeah, they're all bad people. So in the very first, very first intro of the whole show, there's one guy, it's just like this off guy that they interview every once in a while. They He says like, you've met people that keep like exotic animals before and like the people that keep like primates and things like that are strange. But then he's like, he's like, but these people that keep big cats and everything are fucked up. They're bad. They are. And they're terrible people. Yeah. And that's specifically what he says. And then it leads on from there. And you realize like, yep. But then they show that that one clip of Shaq buying two tigers. I know. Where are they keeping these tigers? Mike Tyson has two tigers. He always has. Keeping them. Backyards. I asked Amy today if we could have a guard tiger. I mean, <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. I I was under I, the impression I think maybe I th- I, that ti- having tigers was more dangerous than it is. These guys are just walking around with these tigers. I mean, if you raise the tiger from a cub, it's like anything. But didn't that one ki- kill like Siegfried or Roy or one of those? It did. Listen, I raised raccoons when I was little, and I had these little raccoon cubs. I guess you'd call them cubs, yeah. right? Um, I had two little baby raccoons, and I raised them. My dad let me, and he told me, this is a mistake, and you're going to find out it's a mistake. And he, I remember him telling me, like, you shouldn't do this. They're wild animals. The reason for that is because he had done the exact same mistake when he was a child. So I raised these little raccoons. They came up to, like, be mature, and I had them in my backyard. I fed them grapes all the time. I thought it was awesome. They would peel the skin off the grapes. You had to have water by them. Did you them pet them and stuff? Yeah. I had them with me all the time. Like, I'd go out in the backyard. They lived in a shed with a rabbit and two cats. So okay. they just all lived together. Um, and they would. I would give them grapes all the time, and they'd dunk the grapes in the water, and then they'd peel the skin off the grapes, and they'd throw the skin off, and they'd just eat the inside. And it was... I would sit for hours yeah, and watch them do that stuff. To watch, yeah. And so once they reached a certain age, all they wanted to do was fight the cat, fight the rabbit, and bite me. Like, that's it. Like, they just constantly wanted to bite me and attack me. They wouldn't let me get, t- like, close to them. They didn't like any of the other animals around them. They ate a couple of my chickens because I had, like, banny chickens, bantam chickens, like small ones. Um, they went into the cage and ate a couple of my chickens and I couldn't keep control of them. I thought they were like cats basically at the time. They are not. They were our wild animals. Their genetics are to I wonder be if a you wild like, animal. Were to castrate them. They were all both female. Well, they were both females. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So it was, and they, they were not friendly. Once they got to a certain age, they were not friendly whatsoever. They did not like me and I raised them from... Right. From they were my child. I almost breastfed them. But d- and the then I realized here I is, couldn't breastfeed an animal. Listen, the difference here is those are animals that you took from the wild. Correct. These tigers are bred. They are bred, but does that change animals? their genetics? Well, over time, sure. So how many generations of non-wild tigers have you know what I mean? You don't know though. Yeah, you don't know. I mean I know I think it takes a long, long time. It probably took thousands tens of thousands of years for dogs which apparently we are not there yet for with the tigers. tigers yeah um but these guys are always walking around with the tigers they, don't they seem, are they're like in, i mean obviously they ripped off that one girl's arm but yeah but they're in he's in the the cage with like six 
to seven to eight to and ten. It just tigers. never seems like it's an issue. No, he's he literally was yelling at one like, "Stop it! You're rip. This is a new shirt. Stop doing that." Yeah, it's weird. Come on. And they're bringing them out to like groups of people. That Doc Antle guy, like yeah, full size tigers. See, I don't, that's what I'm. It's get. like a eight hundred pound tiger, and you just have it on a chain. You cannot control that. Right. It would drag you around. They show half a cow. They throw half a cow out into this lot, and one tiger drags half of a cow wherever it wants to go. Oh, yeah. I mean, do you know? Aren't uh, they like 600 pounds or something? They're crazy. Yes, that's what I'm saying. It's like they can drag anything they want like up a tree. They could also just lay on you and kill you. Right. <laughs> um, anyway, no, it's a it's a crazy show. It uh, is. You got to finish it so we can discuss where you end up on the what you think about it. Okay. Because you haven't even been exposed to the Jeff guy, right? Yeah. No, I haven't yet. Yeah. Okay. I haven't yet. Uh, so there's a lot more to go, but it is there's a crazy amount of redneckery going on. I love redneckery. I do too. Honestly, <laughs> I, really do. I really like it as well. There's, you know, it's interesting to see. Where are they at? Missouri? Oklahoma. No, Jeff Exotic is in Oklahoma. Carol Baskins is in Florida. She's in Florida, right? And the other guy's in like South Carolina or something. North, yeah, North or South Carolina, the Doc Antle guy. And then there's one guy in uh, Indiana, Southern Indiana. What blows my mind is that Doc Antle guy, they talk about um, the to get in, it's $600 a day. Well, he said there were, it ranges. He has one that was But their was lowest like, was 600 No, $325 oh, yeah, that's right. for like a, a, a drive-through of his Would you exhibits. pay $325 per person to drive through? Hard no. That's insanity, That's a hard right? no. Is that not crazy? And then he said there's a $655. He said that day they had a guy pay $655 for cub petting. And then that's when they interviewed one of those strange people that was like, I love tigers. I'd pay them anything to be around tigers. He said, uh, I've done it three days in a row. Yeah, he said, I'd come every day if I could. How do you have that much money? He doesn't. That's insanity. They don't have that much money. People. They're dumb. People don't understand (laughs) finances to begin with. And they think as soon as you get money, you can spend it, and it doesn't matter the next month. Right. Turns out you have to have money all the time. Right. So I think a lot of people are finding that out, unfortunately, now. That is very true. Uh, all right. Tiger King. We'll talk about it more once Jerry finishes it. He'll have it and, done by next week. So Yeah, I would say it's something you could delve into there have been people that i've noticed that are on my social media that i know that have said it's not anything that they've ever wanted to watch they started it and said it's uninteresting to them well listen but there are other people that have said this is something everyone needs to watch Tiger I'm, King. I'm definitely not in that camp i'll tell you that right now i i was very intrigued by the first couple episodes i think it it's hilarious really so far. kind of slows down in the middle and peters out towards the end but, you know, it's fine. You know, Marley liked it more than me. It's definitely not something I love. I liked it a lot better than that Don't Fuck With The Cats show. Don't get me started on that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm angry about that show. Okay. Next. Um, I have been watching Devs. I love it. But, I mean, I don't want to spend too much time on it because we're in mid-season. You know? I know. And we've we've talked about it every Other episode, than to but... say, like, it's a great show and everybody should be watching it. And I tell you what, the the last episode I watched, I haven't watched the one that came out this week. Me neither. 
But the one before that, after the last time we were recorded, had a pretty big, like a little bit Absolutely. of a turn there. big twist. A little bit of a twist there that threw me for a loop. But then and I read the description for the next episode, which gives you a little insight onto what goes on. Okay, well, I have not read that. And I didn't mean to. I'm I just left. Read it. I'm left at what I saw the last time. Oof. Yeah, it was interesting. A lot of things happened there. I, I'm Nick, also Nick Offerman. Dude. He's don't. Hey, he's great, man. I can't. I really say like that head enough. of security guy, though. He's great too. Yes, he's very good. He's been a lot of stuff. I don't know his the name. The girl is annoying to me. I don't. I don't know if that's the way they wanted her to play the character, or if she just can't act. I, I don't know, but she's annoying. I don't think she acts very well. I don't know how to explain her be- besides, like, you can't act. Like, you're not good at acting. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that's the way she's supposed to be. Really? It just... Yeah. It must be. It must be the way they want to go forward with that show, obviously, since they're putting it out. But she does not, like give out information right very well or yeah. she doesn't speak she's very, very well. bland but even the way she speaks is like almost like she doesn't know what she was supposed to say at that time <laughs> like she almost forgot her lines yeah and then she just like spews them out and it is what it is and that's what they took i don't it's buy the twist at the end i don't think uh i think for some reason i have a feeling like she's gonna get brought into the fold more than she is. Right. Oh. I don't know. We'll we'll continue on that. Um, I've also, uh, you know, I'm watching Again, Dave, Dave, but I'm behind an episode on that. But we're not going to talk too much about that. Uh, I like. I actually like Dave better than Devs. Dave's the best show I'm watching right now by far. By far. It's amazing. That's what everybody should be watching is Dave. If you have a Hulu. Hulu subscription, please watch Dave. It is the most. It's the like, most fun. Interesting show funny show it's great like everything about it is like some of it is like a little bit off-putting oh what are you yeah saying? Like, for sure where you're like oh my gosh what are you doing yeah it's so funny though it's he great. is so awkward it's really good in such a great way i love it um yeah i don't even like rap i don't like rap music i really don't yeah, but it's not really about that even anyway. it's it's not i mean it's based around his rap career and him making a career in rap music. And I don't like that type of music, but everything about his life is what the show is about. And it is hilarious. Yeah, it's great. Um, I finished Curb Your Enthusiasm. The season ended for this year. Didn't watch it. Um, it I'm was sorry. a good season. It was a good season. I wasn't crazy about the ending of it, but it was a fun, good season. I don't know. I wonder, I mean, I think it'll come back. I hope it does. It's, I don't see why it wouldn't. I don't know. I think that was season 10. Yeah, it, it might take a couple of years, but yeah. he'll he'll bring another one. I loved it. I thought it was great. I guarantee you. It's, in, been a, it's been one of the better seasons in a long time. You'll see at least one more season. I guarantee you. Yeah, because they didn't end it in a way that says the show's over. Right. They actually did that like a couple time years ago. They did. And then and a lot of people thought like this is the end. Yeah, and then I just came back. That was like season like eight, randomly. Maybe. It randomly came back with nobody knowing it was coming. <laughs> yeah. So that was good. Uh the only other thing I've watched, and there's been some things here and there, but 
Like I, I do watch the Goldbergs and uh, Superstore are two of my favorites. Goldbergs is good. But uh, I watched the movie, the Will Smith movie, uh, Spies in Disguise. I don't know that movie. It's an animated kids movie. Really? Where Will Smith is like a secret agent and he gets turned into a pigeon. Okay. By like uh, his gadget maker guy. He's like James Bond. And this, the other guy, this kid, is like his, what is it? Is it Q that, that makes the gadgets? Yes. Yeah, it's like his cue. Anyway, somehow he gets turned into a pigeon. He has to fight crime. Blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't have anything to say about <laughs> Was it. it good? Nah, I mean, it was fine. It was a, it was a kid's movie. But nothing okay. that stood out. I, let me put it this way. Great. I watched that movie twice now. I've seen it. Whatever. I watched Frozen 2 the other day for the eighth time loved it it's just it gets better every time it is such <laughs> a good movie dude it is so, so good glad, i'm so glad you say that because graham my youngest child graham only wants to watch that movie basically he only he always says like i want to watch anna i want to watch anna and we're like do you want to watch the first one or do you want to watch the ah, the good one <laughs> and that's all we say to him like the do you want to watch the you know the the first one, or do you want to watch the? Uh, and he says, "Yeah, that one." <laughs> and so we played the second one, and he loves it. He loves everything about it. And I have not grown tired no, of this movie. It's so good. At certain points, I've grown tired. But yeah, other sure, point, but... other points in the movie, I'm like, "Oh gosh, I love that. Yeah. Love that part." The music. It's the music, really. There's only is. one part of the movie that I think is ridiculous. One part. And it's where she's being chased by the land giants. It's my son's favorite part. But I think it's the most ridiculous because she absolutely should have been killed. <laughs> she 100% should have been crushed. No, I know. I'm, this is very like nitpicky. She should have absolutely been crushed by a foot or a hand or a rock. Like it was so close to her being dead. And she should have been dead in all reality. Okay. But the best part about this, I think the best part about that movie, and this is like um it's it's rare to see where a man, so the man comes up. So Sven comes up riding the uh What's the riding dirty? Riding dirty on his. Gotta get you riding dirty. Gotta get you riding dirty. Yeah, riding dirty on his uh, his reindeer. Yeah. What's the reindeer's name? Uh, Sven Gulli. No, Sven and. <laughs> We've seen this so many times and we can't remember the guy's names. Is it Sven? Sven is the guy. Right? That's Kristoff. Oh, Kristoff is the guy. Sven is the reindeer. Yeah. I always get them mixed up. So Kristoff's riding the reindeer Sven, and they come up, and she just about gets stomped on, stomped on by a land giant, and he swoops her up, and she's like, she's like Kristoff, and he all he says is, "What do you need?" And she tells him, and then they go. Like he wasn't there to save the day. He wasn't there to like be this big hero or anything. He's there to say like, what do you need me to do? Let's go do it. 
Yeah. And I thought that was huge. Like it's a huge plot point in the movie and a lot of people overlook it, but in every other movie that you were ever to see, any Disney movie you were ever to watch, any other movie besides Disney you were to watch, if a if somebody comes in and swoops up somebody and takes them somewhere, they would say like, this is what we're going to do. Especially a man and a woman. A man would normally swoop up the woman and say, I'm here to save you. But he comes and swoops her up and says, what do you need me to do? And then she tells him and they go and do it. And I think it's incredible. And I love that point of the movie. I think it's awesome. <laughs> I guess I haven't really paid attention to that. You need to, watch, you need to pay attention to that part because it's I pretty much moving. It's like background noise to me at this point. But then I just pay attention at the songs. Yeah, they're so good. That Kristoff song is my favorite. That Into the Woods song. Oh, yeah. The Kristoff song. I know. Is so good. It's the best song in the movie. Hey, guess what? Listen back a few episodes and you'll uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We already You'll hear me it. say like that is my favorite song. It's really good. It's it's like an 80s montage. Yeah. Where it's like his face and the reindeer's face and Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, so good. It's crazy. All right, what else? Uh, you anything else you've been watching? Oh, let's think. No, nothing off the top of my head. I had the boys watch Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. They were really into that. Uh, I was trying to get my kids to watch it. They have no interest. They literally just started watching it before I left tonight, which was really sad because I wanted to watch it with them. But podcast is life. Listen, it is not as good as you remember. No, I don't think it is. I just think that they, they... they have enjoyed every of the 90, like every one of the 90s movies I put in front of them. And I really get a lot of enjoyment watching them enjoy those movies, yeah. regardless of what I think. That movie I loved and I still like. Um, it made me love oatmeal cream pies. I know. I started talking about it and Grady told me, stop, stop talking. Don't, don't ruin it for me. Like I'm not ruining like, it for okay. you. The only thing I can ruin is how delicious oatmeal cream pies are. And we have a whole drawer full of them. Really? Right now. We don't have any. Oh yeah, we got a bunch of them. Oh, they're so good. I know. I'm, I'm I'm on keto. I can't eat any of them. I mean, you can do whatever you want, Cherry. I can't. <laughs> um. What else? What else is going on? That's it. That's the end no, of the podcast. No, that's really all I have. It is basically the end of the podcast. I'm sorry. Where are we at? Uh, two hours and six minutes. Holy smokes, folks. Well, I can tell you guys one thing. Uh, we have no intention of uh, slowing down on our podcasting. We will never stop. All you people are at home, and you're going to live this way for months now, probably. What I can tell you is that since you are home alone, doing nothing, turn on a podcast, turn on Snarf, Snarf Talk, listen to it as background noise if you want. I don't care what you do. A lot of you listen to it on your drive. Guess what? You're not driving anywhere. Yeah. So, so listen to it home. when you wash the dishes. Yeah. Do the laundry. Exactly. Turn on your Bose speaker like I have. Yeah. Or turn on just your phone. Amy does that. You can play ridiculous. this podcast in front of your kids. If you don't mind your kids hearing like, fuck shit, damn. <laughs> right. Randomly. It's very quick. <laughs> it's very absurd. Um, but no, seriously. Uh, listen to the podcast and also check us out on patreon.com slash snarf comics. Yeah. Um, become a patron. If become you like. a patron. Throw us some uh, cash. 
to improve on what we're doing. If you're a current patron, by the way. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. If you uh, are having like COVID blues and you want to like suspend your membership, that's cool. Just let us know. Absolutely. Do that. If you have any sort of financial issues whatsoever, don't feel like we are a... We're not a priority. No, we don't are not a priority. Don't make us a priority. <laughs> Take that off your list. Cancel your subscription. Whatever you need to do, do not pay us. Like in this time down the road if you feel more flush with cash and you want to do it again that's fine but don't like you're not going to offend us so not in the slightest i think most of our patrons are probably still in pretty good shape they're probably all working but um you never know what's going to happen a month well from now. i wouldn't i wouldn't put that out i wouldn't judge on how anybody is chris yeah how do you know no i don't i don't okay. know good <laughs> um so anyway, check us out on Patreon.com. We do have more. Like if you listen through all these and you're like, gosh, dang it. Only two hours a week. That's talk. it. There's more on there. There's more on there. You there can is, listen to. I'm putting out some uh, script pages here tomorrow. Yeah. I actually um, have you um, used your downtime. I haven't really had any downtime. That's the problem. I have. To write? Yeah. You wrote, you wrote some? A little bit. I went in there the other day to write, and I didn't end up writing anything. But I did. It's not good. I don't know why you seem down about it. Because I feel like I should have written more. I have had time to do it. Like in the last two days, every single hour, I've thought like maybe I should write, and then I don't. Yeah. And it's just aggravating. Like I just am aggravated. I need to just make it a priority. It's yeah. just my fault. That's I'm, all. I, I, I cracked it open the other day. I flirted with disaster. So I'm going to work on that a little more, more um, going forward. Although for me, again, um, there's not. I don't have a lot of downtime. This is kind of getting into my real busy season. But, I know. That sucks. Um, I hate your life. Yeah. But regardless, <laughs> uh, I did crack a, a, a couple comic books the other cracked day. A, cracked a cold brew? Cracked a couple comic books the other day, so I, I would I would recommend if you got a bunch of extra time, read read some comic books. Um, Stop with the whole Wi-Fi bullshit internet stuff, yeah. and get on the internet on your computer and read a book. Yeah, I you pulled can get out so a, many comic books on your computer. I think or whatever. What I'd like to do um, right now is read a, a novel. Um, I would like you to bring me back my copy of Dune. I want to reread it. Oh, I gave that back to you. Did you really? Absolutely. Okay. I'm, I think I'm going to reread Dude again because the movie's coming out and I want to be fresh on it. Yep. Um, and I love it. Um, the other day I was really flirting with a, a little Michael Crichton book um, timeline, which I've already read twice in my life. But I, I started reading uh, the whole Stephen King uh, Gunslinger. What's the Gunslinger one? Oh, the Dark Tower? Dark Tower. I want to read that. So I have, the, I have the fir- first book. I got like, I don't know, two chapters in. Mm-hmm. It's huge, so I'm not anywhere close to finished with it. Yeah. So far, it's just very much like world building, like building up character, like trying I to tell I want to check that one out. out. I really just like, I love Michael Crichton, and I just keep rereading his books, but I stumbled upon Timeline the other day, and I'm like, which they made a movie of. I don't know if you remember that. I I know the name, yeah. But, um, but I've uh, read the book a couple times before. I'm like, oh, it's a, it's an easy, quick read. Um, I love that book. I've read Jurassic Park probably three, four times. Yeah. Outbreak is so, super good. Um, I have read Outbreak. Uh, Andromeda Strain. I watched that show. 
Wait, is that the one? There was an Andromeda show. Andromeda Strain, I like. uh, Oh, God, there's other ones I'm forgetting. Uh, Jurassic Park is great. The Lost World is actually my favorite of the novels. I haven't read that. Uh, Of the movies, it's it's good movie. Mm. It's a good movie. Yeah. But it's not the best one of the movies. But as a book, I think it's my favorite book. Wow. That's a statement. Not like favorite book. I, of I all of time? the Jurassic Park books. It's your favorite book of all time, Chris. No. Wow. It's anyway. Incredible. So I think that's it for this week. Um, yeah, but that's all we got. Snarf Madness next week is the Elite Eight. So we're that's getting, huge, we're getting guys. there, guys. We're going to have, a, after next week, we're going to have a final four. This is the only bracket challenge you have. Yeah, and regardless if ESPN wants to try and steal it from us. They did steal it to us. They did. Steal it from us, and I sent them a direct message, and I've never heard anything back. ESPN, you son of a bitches. You know, I just, all I wanted them to do was acknowledge the fact that we had a bracket. Yeah. And acknowledge the fact that we put it up first because we did. It's recorded. Yeah. And they they didn't uh, they didn't acknowledge that fact. So now we're in a direct competition with ESPN. Nice with Disney. We'll easily win. <laughs> All right, guys. So for Snarf Talk this week, I've been Chris. I'm Jerry. See ya. Bye.